Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Withrow and I'm joined by my son and my partner. How you doing there, HW Plainview? I'm excited to be here. Oh, very good. Thank very you. Good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's, that's, it was, that's, it was. that's almost as good it. as yours. It, well, no. I mean, I, no, I mean <laughs> it was good. I, I was saying, oh, no, like mine is not that good. I think ours is about equal. Oh, don't be modest. Yours is top notch. Well, I practice all the time by myself. <laughs> uh, just I have nothing better to do. There will be blood. We have given this movie a lot of pod time here on What Are You Watching? We did a full Daniel Day-Lewis profile way back when and we did a full paul thomas anderson director breakdown back in episode 46 there and yet still we thought we had more than enough to say (laughs) about this movie to warrant a full commentary and i think we did we both really like this one obviously but wasn't this just so much fun to do yeah we've circled back to this movie many times on the pod um yeah and you know it's that good I've always felt that this movie is worthy of being a top tenner of all time. Um, it's always circled my top ten. I've always felt that if uh, any movie that I could take from my personal top ten and replace it with this, this would be the one. It's it's a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. And no one would argue with you because, we're, I mean, I think you even make mention of that in the recording because it's just so true about how much you love it. It always circles your top ten. We did record the episode in late 2022, so I do make a few references to the movie being 15 years old, which it was when we recorded. Now, real quick before we get going, just real quick story time. All right. About 16 minutes into this commentary, during it's during the first scene where Daniel Plainview talks for the first time, you know, in front of that group, the 1911 title card comes up. Oh, how could I forget? Yeah, well, <laughs> during that scene in the commentary, I mention how my college roommate, James and I used to always quote obscure movie lines from There Will Be Blood to each other. This went on years after college. Just out of nowhere, we would randomly text each other a very random quote from this movie. So I mentioned that in passing on the commentary. Now, I've not spoken to James in four years. There's no reason for that. It's just, you know, life, just no reason. Three days ago, as I am editing this episode, I get a text message out of nowhere from James that says, what was the name of the farm next to the hill house? Which is, of course, a line from There Will Be Blood. What the fuck? I haven't spoken to this guy in four years. And as I'm editing the episode, the episode that I just mentioned him in, he texts me about this movie. I don't know what the hell you call that. Fate. I know James is listening now. (laughs) We have a new listener. Hey, James, my dad says hi. (laughs) Isn't that great? It's just so, so random. I I, I don't know. That is like dominated my head the whole week. I can't, I still can't believe this happened. I had to like unpack it for James via text message. Like, no, dude, you have no idea. This isn't just a random thing you texted me. Like, this is like, this is deep, deep layers of, again, I don't know what to call it, but I just love that. Good energy for the taking into this pod. Good energy. (laughs) That's incredible. And welcome, James. Welcome to your new favorite podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we're all liquored up and ready for the we'll peach tree dance. Up and take them to the <laughs> yeah. peach tree. As soon as you hear the beep, as usual, that's when we hit play on the movie. Oh, real quick, five hundred dollars in nineteen eleven is about fifteen thousand six hundred dollars now. That will be pertinent later. It's a lot of money. So you figured that out, huh? You, you, you actually did the math on that. Yeah, I did it myself without using Google at all. I, just, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, let me sit down 
and do the, my inflation calculator. I brought out all these formulas. No, I just typed it into Google and that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. There will be blood. Have fun, everyone. We had a blast doing it. In three, two, one. There it is. Paramount Vantage. Did you miss it? God, I loved Paramount Vantage. Ah, it's so satisfying, this little snap in there, like that little, ah, I don't know what it is about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've traveled over half our state to be with you tonight. <laughs> I couldn't get away sooner because I had a well coming in a Kyrie Hills and I had to see about it. That well is producing at 2,000 barrels and paying me an income of $5,000 a week. That's it. I, I was going to say, you got to keep going. <laughs> no, no, I decided to get out of the way. Oh, my oh, God. Just right there. Boom. Yeah, title card. That's it. You're just yep. getting it once. No, none, nothing else. No PTA picture. No studio present presents. And then that sound. And I'm, then yeah, that. the Johnny Greenwood score, which is he's borrowing this from. Uh, it sounds like different. Like if you go watch Bergman's Persona, it kind of opens with oh, similar yeah, it sounds. It's cool. Similar. Yeah, it's got a little 2001 in there too. Yeah, I think I, I think this 2001 is definitely. An influence of this. I mean, we're going to get to all the influences, but we're starting. How the hell do we even start this up? I'm just going to focus on this sequence because yeah. he, I remember reading an interview with PTA before this movie came out and he said it was his, not like, it was one of his goals to try to make a movie with as little dialogue as possible. And he said, I, for a whole movie, that would be pretty challenging, but I think I achieved that with the first, like, you know, 15 minutes of this movie. Oh, and yeah. he did. Because we get to learn like everything about this guy, Daniel Plainview, just by observing him for well, a couple minutes. And we've talked about this sequence specifically. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Like this is its own movie right here, just this, this whole thing. But you know what's cool about what you're saying about PTA doing that? I would probably say this might be his, even throughout the rest of the movie, his least amount of writing for dialogue. But maybe only I'm saying that in the sense that Every time someone says anything, it seems to be as little as possible, but like so simple and to the point. Yeah, it's very, it's very economical writing for sure. He's, he's always really good at that. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, God, we can, we can jump in right with PTA. You know, he does Hard Eight, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, and then takes a five-year break. And then we get this thing, which no one was ready for. You and I were both around in 2007. I had no idea this was going to happen. And it was going to be this like majestic, pure vision of this hell, you know, and of this fascination. And as I've called an addiction to greed, because that's what I think Daniel Plainview has. But this whole process, like we don't know what he's doing. It's, oh my God, it's just so... It's so compelling and interesting. I also want to say I just love that shot when he's like bending over having that coffee and yeah. the, the year title card. I love that shot so much. I've always kind of felt about this movie that even though my top 10 movies of all time are pretty rock solid, mm-hmm. this is always the asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. You said that. Yep. This is always like if I needed to fill, if I need to take out any of my top 10 and replace it with one other one, this was always, this would always be the movie. Yeah. And this leads me to another question. Like, do you think this is the American masterpiece of the 21st century so far in terms of filmmaking? We both like movies more, but you know, I've heard it called that, and I think that's totally fair and I true. Do too. I just think it's an absolute masterpiece. I would, I would 100% agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah. We're at the 15-year anniversary. This movie came out December 2007, yeah. as we've discussed. Cost, how much do you think this movie costs? Oh, man. Well, definitely in the millions. 
Well, yeah, in the millions. Every well, movie costs I mean, in the millions. I, I, you know, sometimes, you know, you think about a lot of movies. Made it for, like, made it for like 500000 and They did uh, not make that Under 10, though. Under 10. 25. Well, which fuck is me, okay? <laughs> under 10 would have been nuts. 25 is like really, really cheap for a movie this size, no I feel like. of money. Well, okay. You didn't have to share that. It's a little too much information. No. <laughs> I love that look on his face when he like, when he can't pull it up and he takes takes his gun off, you know, and he's he's oh, got yeah. that little bit of like, okay, I can't do this. Like what the, I don't know, a little strain to him. Well, it, I mean, this is, this is about as simple and, and well done filmmake as possible when you have no dialogue, because we don't have any context for who this guy is or what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So what you're seeing is just basically man versus machine right here. Like this guy is trying to do something and we're not quite sure what it is, and we're watching him Oof. fail. Oh God! Boom! God, that's terrible. And and yet, oh God, it's just. And they show if you look at his like leg, it looks like it's turned the wrong way. I mean, this is this is the whole crux of the movie here to me, or rather, the crux of this character is that this dude is about to realize that that you know he just blew up a portion of this mine, and now he's struck silver, so he's found it. Look at his like knee at the knee; it just looks twisted. And then he's going to somehow, which they don't show us, get all the way back to a town, like a silver dealer. And that's enough for him. Like, he doesn't yeah. care about this leg. He doesn't care about all this stuff he's gone through. Like, he doesn't. It's just he has one mission. And then he's he's happy right here when he finds the silver. But then the silver leads to, you know, buying the first things for that first oil rig. It, it just leads to other things. And everything is progressing. By the time you get to the end, it's like, what was all this for, buddy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it, are you, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> well, going back to the, the, the last great American masterpiece ever made, part of the reason why I would still argue that this would be that is mm-hmm. because also of kind of that thing you're talking about with greed. Like, like America is a lot of things and greedy is one of them. Yes, it is. So to say something is an American masterpiece, I feel like it kind of needs to touch on a little bit of something that america can relate to i think it's a really good point and something that like because also this is a historical like account on oil and right that is obviously something that means a lot to america this movie is also like low-key you know how the master is kind of quote-unquote about not about hubbard from scientology you know they mm-hmm. never use his name this is kind of the story of doheny the guy yeah. who essentially uh, kind of built up california and there's a, a street in beverly hills named after him and the doheny family were very big and um i don't know just it, go do some research and you can find that this is yeah, a loose kind of characterization of him and i a fictional portrait you might say yeah like blonde <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't use his name. Oh, I just love, I don't know all the details of this. And we're hearing this Johnny Greenwood score and just, I don't know when, when to fade or crossfade like we just did, when to like whip pan, when to do all this stuff. And yeah, okay. So four years have gone by and, and go ahead. And well, and I was saying basically like what we're seeing is this is the price that he paid for that silver. And this is what he's done with that silver right. in four years. Yeah. And I mean, he also paid the price of that leg because he, yep. we're going to, we've talked about this so much with Daniel Day-Lewis, but his, um, one thing that sets him apart from so many other actors to me is his command of posture and oh. the way that he can stand. Cause he has, I mean, go watch one of his Oscar speeches. Like he has immaculate posture and 
he's very loose in Phantom Thread, and he's mm-hmm. like leaning against doors and stuff. And in this, I mean, by the end of it, he's turning into <laughs> like a monster, like yeah. a beast. Yeah, he's hobbled and, and yeah. hunchbacked and and. Imagine how unhealthy this would have been. There's digging like around for oil, no mask. Like they're just oh, like yeah. down there. I mean, it's kind of a wonder that he plain view makes it this long. All right, here we go. Here's our first indication. It, it, it's so we were talking about this a little bit before, but it's so interesting to me that people have had the read that HW is Dan Daniel Plainview's son. And I I just I've heard PTA say that that wasn't the intention, that it's clearly, you know, the dad is killed down here in the well and he just he uh, uh loosely adopts him I, I guess you could say and pretends that you know i bet loosely adopts him as a like commodity just to help business that's clearly yep. what is happening and he puts that all together and this shot where we're about to see him just staring at this crying baby wonder if daniel day lewis tried to build this shit <laughs> he's like i got it paul let me do it uh, i i, <laughs> I wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it right <laughs> and the hat, the hat is very important to him. I love how he wears this hat. I don't know. There's just everything about it is absolutely perfect and on point. And, you know, we were talking about violence a lot for good reason on the Saving Private Ryan commentary and all the violence in this movie you can feel. You know, you can, yeah. you can feel what it'd be like to like fall down and crack your leg or get hit in the head with a <laughs> bowling pin. Oh, boy. Oh, that sound gonna bury you underground um oh there it goes ah no this isn't the death part no no but but i love his face it's crazy that this is like boom oh and his this face right here of contemplation look at that jesus and this i mean there's a reason this one cinematography best cinematography over no country for old men the assassination of jesse james like those that's a tall order to be able to do that beat out deacons twice yep yeah, Bob Ellswit, great DP. Apparently, apparently, uh, Ellswit and PTA do not get along very well at all, and that's why Ellswit doesn't. You know, the last movie shot of his was Inherent Vice, and PTA's become his own DP. Fans well, of Red Licorice Pizza, but I, I think that's. I just bring that up to say I think it's very interesting to hear this like behind the scenes stuff of yeah. you know butting heads a lot when what we see as the audience is like perfection. Yeah. So w- whatever you all had to go through to do that, we uh we appreciate your efforts. <laughs> well and, and I and I read something where Elswood was saying like like yeah he was mentioning like the difficulty of it, but he's very proud yeah. of all yeah. of the work that he's did done with PTA. Because how could you not be? I mean, regardless of your personal issues you may have had, like you can't not look back at this work and be like, ah oh, man, we did a good job. Yeah. Hell yeah. You created, I mean, a definitive American masterpiece. I mean, look at that. That's yeah, just... It's brilliant. And again, too, like, you know, it's always a conversation I think that's worth having about cinematography where... Because we can look at a shot like that and just look and marvel at, like, the light coming from the back and everything. Nick's talking about the shot, like, from, you know, the guys looking down the looking well. Looking down the well, the yeah. dust is blowing by, just just for reference, and, but yeah. Yeah, and and to also kind of note, like, like, while that is gorgeous looking... The difference between photography and cinematography is what the camera is doing to tell the story. Right. So, you know, just something like this, as cool as it looks, like this is just a part of it. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, like that right there, that's telling the story. I God, I love when the, you know, they get the oil on the camera, the rope hits it right here. Uh, 
It's also yep. interesting that we really don't see uh, Plainview like genuinely smiling a lot or putting forth that effort to like be happy. And yeah, <laughs> he seemed yeah. like ecstatic right there, just slapping the oil on the dude's leg. I love that. Yeah, there's a couple of times throughout the movie where he's genuinely pleased about something. For um, sure, for sure. And he lets it be known, he shares it, but it's just those tiny little moments. Yeah, like, uh, I think it's important to stress sober, too, because sometimes he laughs when he's, like, hammered, and it's not, Yeah, you know, I yeah. don't think <laughs> it's necessarily, like, genuine. I mean, it oil, man, it's just crazy that, like, that this was basically essentially kind of, like, discovered. Yeah, just, like, discovered and made California rich. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it is nuts that it was just literal oceans of oil under yeah. the mountains and you had to work you had to for dig it. for it yeah i mean you had to dig like hell and this is the first like ah oh. i mean this is just terrible because god you feel that and this this is a tremendous shot where we're just gonna see plain view's eye you know he like looks looks back to make sure he didn't get hit and we're just gonna see his eye creep out i love that so much i heard they used um like a chocolate material for the oil. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that it was like a, I mean, I don't know if PTA was messing around, but he said it was like the stuff that McDonald's uses to make chocolate shakes. Oh my I God. I don't know, maybe that, I don't know. Maybe that's true. So right there, that stare, I, to me, he's contemplating like, what can I use this? Can I use yeah. this to my benefit? Or, it, yeah, it, why not offer him a little fucking whiskey? Yeah, good. It, or in a way, is it like, I mean, maybe this is putting too much credit to for Daniel Plainview here, but like maybe he's wondering like, is this the right thing to do? Should I take this kid? But you're you're probably more right, though. You're probably like, oh, how can I use this? Well, yeah, I mean, you're you are giving him some credit there if he's yeah, being that yeah. empathetic and contemplative. I think he's call me old fashioned, but maybe it's the romantic part of me. <laughs> See, I love how to me it is clear that he later on like genuinely loves hw and whatever yeah. way he whatever is his way of loving something. yeah whatever the most he can get i mean like this right here i mean this is like the most like compassion that we've ever seen and will ever see and this is great because obviously you can't teach a baby to you know do that and yeah just, like, i mean like he like leans yeah. in like th this is this is it right here mm -hmm. this is this is the nicest this man ever is yeah pretty much and genuinely like meaning it oh here's my speech i just love when this voice comes in and it's like it's the John Houston Chinatown voice. I know it's been compared to that a lot, but it's, I don't know. It's so, I love his voice in this. He's so good with his voices. No, I, I, I understand that comparison, but I still think this is like, this is something that he made uniquely his. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you want to give credit to inspiration, that's totally fine. But he definitely 100% makes this his own. God, he's just the best fucking actor who's ever goddamn lived. Lose it all. <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit now about um, just a little bit about staging, editing, cinematography, because we've been on him and, you know, we start really close here and just want people to pay attention, like when we cut to wide, why we cut to wide. Yeah. When we, there's a lot of really good reveals, even within the same shot, like the first time we meet Paul, the first brother, Paul Dano, and like Kieran Hins is like hidden behind him. I'll, I'll point all this out. It's re there's really cool, subtle reveals like that. You know, he's going to mention, and we don't even know who else is in this room. And then it feels so 
lived in because yeah. <laughs> of all these voices. And it's a great cut. You know, I'm a family man. Then it's going to cut right when he says that. And you see HW and you're like, okay. But we still don't have the year. So we don't really know, you know, they're leaving us in the dark about certain things. Just pay attention to all this. Like when we're right there in this, in this profile shot, we yeah. can't see HW. It's, and he hasn't mentioned him yet. So we don't. But we're also seeing a little bit of the room. Exactly. We're getting, we're pushing out a little bit. We're pushing out. Boom. And there he is. <laughs> For a little fun, everyone go look up the actor who plays HW. His only role, he wasn't an actor. They found him in a school. Go look him up on IMDb at his profile picture. It's hysterical. Is he like a... He's older. Ugly. No, no, no. He's older. But <laughs> I didn't want to describe it because I wanted people to go see it. But he's from Marfa, Texas, where they shot a lot of this movie. And he's standing in front of like an... It looks like an abandoned Prada in mm -hmm. Marfa, Texas. And there's nothing else around. It's just... He has like a goofy look on his face. But you can also see what he looks like now. So is he like ugly? Or? No, I'm not saying he's fucking <laughs> ugly. I'm saying it's funny that there was a Prada, a standalone brick and mortar Prada store in Marfa, Texas. And then he decided to make that his IMDb profile. I don't know. It's just hysterical. He's a good man. I love this. Gets to speak and then no. And now we get the year. Yeah. Now we, and I, that's, it's all intentional because it, he's so good from, from that first sequence when it's silent, it's like, we don't know really what we're watching yeah. or why. And you just have to trust in PTA that he's going to take you somewhere. And does he ever? Well, and like, and like letting this noise continue sit that woman down sir my college roommate and i used to say that to each other all the time i still text it to him sometimes <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> sit that woman down sir and then you know if you're really paying attention you kind of see here you see it all flowing they were trying to sell him that lease and he's just going to go to this small household here and kind of buy them out and try to you know it's essentially what he does with the bandy tract at the end he's doing that up here where he's Trying to yeah, go above and get, yeah, look at that walk. He's trying to get in there, get a new inn that isn't involving the whole community. You know, let's just bring in Mr. Bankside here. <laughs> um, another thing I want to really talk about, and this, this is a callback to your first point about the economy of the writing here. The way that he words things, it's from such like... It's subtle, but it's so he's, so... he's always in command. He's always yeah. in control, and he's always... Powerful. The best example of this is when he's meeting um, Abel Sunday. And, and I'll talk about that. You know, do you have bread? We have potatoes. Potatoes would be fine. Like the dude never, yep. at, he never offered bread, never offered potatoes. But then you're listening to this conversation. You're like, oh, he, wow, he really managed it. It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing like businessman way of speaking. It, it does. I agree with that completely. And he's and, doing it a little here. That's why I brought it up. Sorry. Sorry. And he also, um, I mean, when we talked about this on our PTA episode, um, but you would never even guess, like if you didn't know that PTA wrote his own stuff and directed it, mm -hmm. if you were watching any one of his movies, they're all so vastly different mm -hmm. in terms of their writing. Yeah, that's true. I think there's some... There's some comparisons like Boogie Nights, Magnolia, but uh, you know they're still yeah, I mean, they're still yeah, yeah, one yeah. takes place in like 48 hours, the other takes place over almost 10 years. So yeah, there there are differences in the way that he writes everything. I mean, this if you watch this, this there's really nothing in there will be blood where I'm like, oh yeah, the dude who made Boogie Nights made that. Yo, I don't really make that comparison. That's okay. I think that's no, yeah, that's, I, that's awesome, why PTA actually. is great is because yeah. all his movies feel so different, but yet. When you when you when you realize that that's what you're watching, you're like, oh yeah. For some reason, I can tell, but even though I have no reason as to why, it's just 
it's something that's just coming through from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Paul Dano. Yeah, I don't. I mean, a lot to unpack here. This was originally Paul Dano's only performance, only role in this movie. Yeah, and they did it. He was Paul, and they had another actor to play Eli. And it, I, I don't know all the stuff. I'm not going to get into it. We've also talked about it. It just wasn't working out yep. with Daniel Day Lewis, and it wasn't. So I, I don't even know if he was like. If he had had as much work at that point as Paul Dano, I don't know. But they make this crazy decision to like offer him both parts. And wow, does it work? Because even if this was his only role, he's still really effective here. The choices he makes, like, I'd like to leave now. But it's always one of the more like that's always such a that's the most heartbreaking thing you can ever really deal with as an actor is to get cast in something, start it, and then for whatever reason get fired from yeah, it. Yeah, it would be tough. It would be tougher than hell. Yeah. So right here, we're about to reveal that, you know, there's Karen Hins right there and we couldn't see him. This is all in one shot and we couldn't, and then, you know, it's just a really nice reveal. Now we're like, okay, who the hell's this guy? We're about to find out, find out that HW's asleep behind him. Just, you know, all this little stuff. And this is, it's one of the few times in the movie where someone Daniel Plainview is speaking to, in this case, Paul, They're almost like intellectual equals, it seems. Like, Paul's very good Mm -hmm. about, you know, that would be telling you, you know, don't... (laughs) It's like he doesn't want to reveal anything, where he's from, who said it was up. Like, it's very, very smart. And it was a very clear indication, too, of, like, in the dialogue of um, knowing Daniel Plainview does not uh, enjoy any type of religion. Yeah, and it's one of my... Yeah, it's one of my favorite lines. I don't have... I enjoy them all. I enjoy all faiths. You think Daniel Plainview is practicing a lot of Buddhism? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that. I enjoy them all. Oh, God. Look at that little laugh. Yeah. Yeah, see, he's kind of like, okay, okay, kid. I got you. I I got got you. you. I see you. One of the best lines of this movie is... um, He's like, no, you can stay. No, I like to leave now. He just goes, if I go all the way there and (laughs) find that you're lying... I'm going to find you. I'm going to take more than my money back. Is that all right with you? Oh, I love it. Be cool to do the math of like 1911, what $500 meant in 1911. I don't really know, but I guarantee it was a shitload of money. I'm going to say 2000 No, probably. How the hell? All right, fine. I'm, I could look it up. You think 2000 Yeah, I think that would be the equivalent. Okay, cool. We'll just go with that. $2,000. <laughs> would, would you think I'm off? Um, I think it would probably. I, think I can comprehend money like the best uh, of them. You just said like ten minutes ago you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> what's really interesting though? What's really interesting about this is that right? He does give him five hundred dollars, you know, and then I'll. But in the end, when he's bullying Eli, he's like, "I gave him five thousand dollars." Clap, clap yeah. cash in hand, and that this is not true. Just like a, it, he's just messing lie. with him. Yeah. It's also interesting. Paul to me here seems nice. He's just he, he's very. He's his own character, but he doesn't seem very well liked within his own family. We never see that, but the way he's talked about, it's like, I I don't know. He just doesn't seem well liked, like the son that left. I don't know. Tell me something worth hearing. This is a great shot. Someone, some very, very smart, astute person made a video like breaking down the mathematical cinematography of this whole sequence of Paul coming in of this thing and it's all like in terms of where your eyes are supposed to look Uh you know like where our eyes are grabbing attention to for the screen and it was like perfect like I I don't know I can't explain it well it's really cool like all the characters are not well lit 
but the map is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good call. Good call. Still works. It, oh yeah, because well, I think that's the that I mean like that's what's to know right here. Mm-hmm. Of HW asking about the sisters. Yeah. One of them will be his bride. I always appreciate when an actor has the confidence to turn their back on a camera. I was just thinking the same thing. Like one of the biggest movie stars in the world, the star of this movie's back is just to us. And and he's not even trying to cheat with his mm-mm, face either. Mm-mm. He's just really contemplating. It's like, okay, okay. It's, and we, you get it. Like, I totally buy it. It's a very theatrical thing to do, too, because, um, you know, the, one of the big no-nos, if you're on the stage as an actor, is to turn your back to the audience because you really can't see anything. Sure, sure. But if it's a choice and mm-hmm. it's intentional, it's one of the most powerful things an actor can do on a stage. So I think that right there is, you know, that's just him knowing full well what he's doing. Like that's, that, yeah, that uh, that's very very true, and I agree with all that. I just I love the way they both handle that sequence. I already did the line of it, but I God, I just love it. And this is another reason I love this movie so much is because here's the first time we're seeing Little Boston, and there ain't shit here. There's a train track. There's like a little, I don't like train office or whatever this tiny building is. And then we see throughout the course of the movie how he builds it up because of the oil he brings in. It you know they have. A school, church, it, it becomes like an actual town. Like, he builds this town from nothing. But the movie is not forcing that down your throat. It's never, I don't know, like showing you a wide shot of the town and then 10 years later, the same one, and you see more buildings. You just have to observe. You know, it's interesting. I don't know how intentional this was, but the score, mm-hmm. the first note is so ominous. Like mm-hmm. this right here. And then... And then it gets nice. And it gets nice. It's keeping us unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Good it, call. Because this Good is call. such a pretty hopeful little note. Maybe now it's getting a little weird, but <laughs> um, but to balance that out so well, you're yeah, you don't know what to think or feel. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to think of this guy. You don't know what to think of anything. It's one of, actually one of the reasons I love the title of this movie so much. Oh, it's perfect. Is because there uh, isn't a lot of blood. No, that's what's, that's what's, I think people are actually mad about that a little bit. I, I just got to call this out. I love when he kind of looks back and waits for HW to catch up. I don't know why I, I just love that so much, but yeah, it's a great title because it's very captivating, makes you want to see it. And then, yeah, there's not, it's never said. And then when you get to the end, then even though there's not really a lot of showing the blood or whatnot, but you, you know that there is. Oh yes. And you're like, okay, well that's, that's what this all was. Yeah. Yeah. This whole entire thing was the lead to this. So this scene, genuinely, like when he coming to the Sunday ranch, this is my favorite dialogue portion of the movie. I love this back and forth. I always have. I've written about it before. I think it's the best example of Daniel Plainview very subtly and very calmly just exerting command and power. I mean, how much he's able to set up here. You know, we'll, just, we'll be over there, out of your way, hunting for quail. Yeah. <laughs> We're just hunting for quail. Beautiful wide shots. God. This movie taught me so much about um, audio in movies and how to capture audio because ain't no boom mics in this shot. And, you know, they're mic'd up. And I, it really took, like, watching something like this to be like, oh, yeah, you can put, you can hide microphones on actors and do it. Yeah. I, I just hadn't put it together before. I know that sounds stupid, but I hadn't. And it was, it's a scene when H.W. comes back and he's way, way far away and then he goes and hugs him. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They're really letting you into the world. Like, we, they know... 
when he knows when to go tight and he knows when to do this these wide oneers because we we cut but then once we got into this current shot it just stays one shot yep <laughs> hurry up yep dear brand yeah no one he didn't offer you potatoes like oh god i just yeah. love that Another thing, when you're shooting outside this much, see that sky? That sky's only going to be like that for a little bit, you know? Yeah. It looks like the sun's kind of setting, so not you're not getting this over and over, and like, take, take, take. Yep. You'd have to nail it or come back the next day. Probably better to film in one when you're doing that. It is a power move, too, by doing that, because now, now that all of a sudden the guy's apologizing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. How the hell is the... The owner of this ranch, why is he apologizing yeah. to this guy who's just setting up camp? Exactly. And then that kind of tells Plainview's just tracking all this information. You know, this guy can be impressionable. This, this guy can be got, and, <laughs> most and, likely. And this is also a great way to kind of like really confuse the audience. Well, I was going to ask you, what did you think of this the first time you saw him? I thought it was him. I thought it was Paul. I, well, of course, because yeah. how could you not? Well, yeah. And but then, then we when said he, he introduces himself as such... And then you see, I mean, Plainview's like, okay, I love how he shakes his hand. Yeah. And he just puts his hand all the way back. And then as soon as he leaves, Daniel and HW will share a nice look of like, uh, huh? Or, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was stunned. Well, because he, he mentions that he has a brother, Eli. Mm -hmm. He does, so, yes. Okay, so he's, so he's putting it together for himself that these are twins. Right. But you also have to wonder, in 1911, like how many people had seen sets of twins? I mean, genuinely. Yeah. There's no, I, I don't know. This could, that could be the first time he's like seeing a twin. <laughs> I also wondered, I remember the first time I saw it, I did, I, I thought that maybe he had split personalities and was introducing himself as Paul and then as Eli. Yeah, you can, you can go down all those roads because yep. that's what movies have taught us, <laughs> that they're playing these tricks on us all the time. Oh. But yeah, that was, it is a really fun way to like intentionally, you know, confuse, but it, we're not, he's not isolating us because we're, no. we're tracking it all. Again, if you... If you stick with him, he'll take you there. Yeah, it's, it's a great example of, of not taking um, your audience for granted. Like, no. just like, nope. And then if you don't get it, then you probably, this probably isn't the movie for you. Yeah, this movie doesn't treat people dumb, but it, you know, it's not like f explaining things to us, but it, it also, to me, isn't so challenging to where it's going to no. alienate people. I think it did honestly alienate a few people in 2007, and I don't think certainly wasn't reviewed as well as No Country for Old Men. It didn't fare as well as the Oscars, which is its own thing. That's fine. But I remember thinking and saying a lot in December 2007 that this movie is going to be remembered as like an unquestionable masterpiece. And I think people are sleeping on it a little bit now. But, you know, if you walked into this movie wanting to see Boogie Nights or Magnolia or something like that, it's just, it ain't that. Or Licorice Pizza. Or, well, no one... Licorice Pizza didn't exist in 2007. Nicholas. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I um, always appreciate how he goes. He makes, Plainview makes it a point to include HW. Like here, you sniff this as well. And when he's explaining things to him, like you see that. You yep. see that. And really working. Here's a real genuine laugh that we're going to get from Daniel Plainview. And that's why we're being quiet, because it's so rare. H.W. even seems surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your money. That's a pipeline. <laughs> yep. 
Have you ever seen The Treasure of the Sierra Madre? We talked about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is, that was just a huge inspiration for this movie. It is apparently PTA's favorite film of all time. And oh, wow. he apparently, apparently watched it. I've heard he watched it every night of filming this movie. That seems a bit excessive. <laughs> but he watched it a lot while filming this. And that's a great well, film. I, Everyone should go watch that. John I, Huston directed, you know. I understand that... I, I remember there were a handful of movies that I would just always, they, maybe I wouldn't watch them in, from start to finish every single night, but if, while we were filming There I Go, mm-hmm. there were like a couple that I was like, all right, I just have to be with this movie all the time. It's a, they're like safety blankets because yeah. when you are actually filming something, I like to, I'm not watching random shit. I'm not going to the movie theater. I'm not because I don't want to get, you know, like yep. messed up in my head. I, exactly. I do the same thing. I'll pick like two or three and those are my, you know. Those are my Bibles, kind of yep. my gods, my because guides, they, rather. They always bring you back to your, like, because you, whatever connections you've made with those movies that are reflective of what you're currently creating, mm-hmm. you kind of just have to kind of always be like, all right, nothing else matters except for this. This, yeah. this is this. <laughs> right. This is this. Exactly. This is this. Shame has been mine for two of my films. <laughs> two? Yeah, two? <laughs> Earrings and weight. Yeah. Yeah. I would just watch it all the time. That's another, this is another great thing. It's just so old school of, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, some business and they just send the women outside. I can't, I can't be around for business talk. Like what? <laughs> this actor playing, um, Abel, I keep straining with his name. It's such an obvious religious name. Uh, he's great. He hasn't been in a lot of movies. I think he's perfect in this. I really, really love this guy. My favorite moment being, uh, no more hitting. No and the more. way he and Daniel had that nice stare down. But here we're really starting to get the, this scene, we're really going to start to dial in on this greed versus religion, Daniel versus Eli. This is what it's, when everything is on on the literal table here, (laughs) the deal. And, you know, Eli's going to bring up oil. And then that's when we cut into our close-up of Plainview. So again, it's all intentional. We've been in this wide shot the whole time. And when we, we cut in, when he feels like he's being properly challenged is when it cuts in and he's like, you know, for what? What a random number. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, and uh, <laughs> Yes, I believe he has. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I think this movie's hilarious. I'm going to be laughing a lot in this. This yeah. is another one that I think, like, doesn't really get remembered for its humor as much. And I think this movie is hysterical. The, the, the good Lord's guidance. <laughs> Because it's just so layered in sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to cut to this reverse close-up of him when he's really studying Eli. And I love how he's playing dumb here about drilling, you know? Yeah. As, as it would be, I do have a few contacts. <laughs> Something you it, don't know. Ooh. It's always a testament to there an actor. God. Sorry. Yes. Where um, you can go toe to toe with Daniel Day Lewis like this, and he's one of the best to ever do it. He genuinely is. Like he, because he, he's never going to be the dominant one. He's never going to be. He's never going to best plain view in yeah. terms of like masculinity, whatever you rage, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But yeah, toe to toe, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like this is two men just completely in a stalemate with each other. Not a mm-hmm. stalemate, but like they are. They are in competition. There's a showdown right here. Yeah, comes to the showdown. They won't be there. I mean, I think they're they're kind of heated 
chemistry, their embattled relationship yep. is even better here than like Leo and Daniel Day-Lewis and Gangs in New York. I think, I don't know, I think Paul Dano and him are really a little bit more convincing. <laughs> and he's stirred right here too. Like he's, oh, yeah. like this is under his skin. And I love how he's always sweaty. Like he's, you know, he's a, he's an oil man. He's never he's oily. cleanly. Yeah, he's oily. <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah, seriously, he's oily, he's sweaty a little bit. He's never cleanly shaved. Just part of that, you know, I believe in plain speaking. He has this whole like thing, this whole hustle. It's all part of the hustle. Yep. I think he thinks about the way he looks, how he dresses, how he speaks very, very, very carefully. Oh, the way to shake his hand. Oh, and then no, because it's a prayer. Faith. He takes oh, it away. God. <laughs> <laughs> and look how upset he is yeah. by it. Oh, God, it's just so fucking good. I'm about to blow your mind. All right, hold on. Yes, I'd like to talk to you. Uh, I'm looking for some land. I just bought the Sunday Saturday ranch. Mine's better than yours. Listen, all right? Do you know who this actor is? Santa Claus. He's not Santa Claus. Santa Claus is fucking dead, man. Oh, oh, oh bro. <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber. For having oh, listened to it, I award you no <laughs> points, and may God have mercy <laughs> on your soul. <laughs> uh, Big simple, SNL, uh, yeah. no, would have been, would have been fine, yeah, from <laughs> Billy Madison. Big SNL character, I love this guy. PTA will do that, he'll cast, like, comedians, funny people in, I mean, Paul F. Tompkins, Paul W. Tompkins, he's in this, in a small role. He'll do that and have him, like, play it straight. I think it's just that PTA just, you know, he, he if you ever watch his interviews, like, he's a very strange little guy. Where he, he finds certain things very funny. He has a very warped sense of humor, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Not in not like distasteful no, sense of not humor, at but all. It, yeah, things like he loves all those Adam Sandler movies. You yeah, know, like, exactly. Like, like he loves he, all he, those. He's and he, got like he will that, not like, talk shit about them. Bit of like raunch to him or yeah. like whatever it might be. Look at that fucking shot. So the, the you see that flicker on the bottom left? That's the actual film. I was like, gonna in say, the camera. Yeah. Because the light is just on the edge of the frame. So it's literally like battling that light and that's genius it's fucking and the awesome. blues of it oh my god oh i love this scene so much i love this guy I never seen him in i don't think i've ever seen him in a movie but there's so much being played here like the second gene here sees hw he knows he's been got Plainview's already there but clearly Plainview has a nice you know rapport with him and i love i'd rather be you than someone else like i said gene go east <laughs> and gene kind of sees through him you know he yeah. You got, right, right, tell me how, how handsome my son is, you know. It's nice you have this little boy to tout around, kind of calling him out. But Plainview is not threatened here. Like, the, these two clearly have a, you know, a camaraderie that I appreciate. And the way he blinks at him when he shakes his hand. Like I said, go east. I've seen this movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And if we haven't done it already, which I don't think we have, but I will just give a credit to how good of a mustache that DDL a, can grow here. It's a fantastic mustache. It's a, great, it's a very full stash. Very full. Very powerful. There's this, so is, this is a very PTA. I don't know why, but there's something about this shot. Just This one in particular? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's uh, from like everything about, maybe I'm thinking of the master. Like, just the kind of way of this setup with the camera. But I don't know. There was something about, a little about the urgency of how f fast the camera was moving while we were watching Kieran Hines walk. Interesting. I don't know. 
I, I notice that sometimes with PTA where there there's there's just something about like the setup and then the movement of the camera. Right, right. It's always thought out. I mean, that's what I was kind of saying before. Even the editing cuts too. Like yeah. when do you when do you crossfade? When do you hard cut? When and maybe it was the music too because it was that very kind of like frenetic kind of like the the sound was mm-hmm. very uppity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe I'm thinking of Punch Drunk Love in that same sure. way. Sure. Oh, I love this part too because this is we're really gonna. You know, it's it's so great what they tell us but don't show us because we don't see him talking to Abel about, you know, don't hit your daughter anymore. We know that conversations take place, but we know that conversation has taken place. But the fact that HW here is bringing this up to him, like it's really the only time we kind of see him asking his dad for help and he doesn't even come out and ask it. He's just like, I, it, it's a moment of tenderness between them that I really, really like. And, you know, Plainview is going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's really only for the benefit of his son. Like he doesn't, yeah. I don't think he cares about Mary. I don't know. Maybe. But <laughs> look at the colds, the blues. Yeah. God. And they, you know, they've been talking about this bandy guy from like minute 25, minute 30, and that's going to pay off way, way later. And I, I just love that. You got to, you got to keep track of all this. You know, you got to mm-hmm. track it. You got to hear these names. And, I don't know anyone who could do that kind of on the first viewing, but when you've gone back and watched this dozens and dozens of times and studied it, it's very nice to see that every detail matters. Yep. <laughs> it really does. It's like kind of the same version of the speech that we heard before. Evidently, apparently, this was all improvised. The bread thing, like, I want to talk about bread. PTA said he was just in it, like he was locked in. Wow. Yeah. But again, it's all part of his hustle. He's like, hey, I'm, I believe in plain speaking. I'm here to, we're going to get water up here. We're going to build a church, schools. It's all good. Everything's going to be You're perfect. Everything you ever want. Mm-hmm. We're going to flourish. All, all, all thanks to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is always an interesting question. This, like, I, like, I, I don't know why I thought of it. I think it's because he was trying to, like, the HW was trying to talk to his dad about a girl. Mm-hmm. Do you think Daniel Plainview has ever had sex? This I was waiting. I was going to wait to bring this up. This is a whole conversation about this. I've I've thought about it constantly. (laughs) (laughs) What else am I going to think about? (laughs) Like I said, no one said I was normal. I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to blow your mind. In the original script, did he PTA sent DDL? He admits to being impotent. Oh. I don't know if it's in that bar scene, like, give me some money with that, you know, drunk brother. But he admits, like, he admits to his quote-unquote brother that H.W. is not his son. And he goes, he could not be my son. And he, like, kind of punches himself in the crotch and goes, this thing doesn't work. It's something in that effect. So he's impotent. So if that means, I'm very, very glad they cut that out of the movie, honestly. Yeah. But we can feel, I've always been able to feel, like, the absence of sexuality on Daniel Plainview is, it's such a choice for yes. me. Like it's, yes. such, even when they, you know, he calls him during the, <laughs> that's a pipeline, during when they're slapping him, you know, I've abandoned my child. He calls him like a womanizer. And it, it's, it's interesting because I never, that never really tracked for me. But, you know, he could be even talking about that shithead brother or whatever it is. But so has Plainview ever had sex? I, genuinely don't know i think he has tried and has been unsuccessful on a number of occasions perhaps and now he's like putting it out of his head and he's just yeah 
He's an oil man who wants that money. He, he, is, he just wants money. It's greed. That's it. And I think <laughs> one of the tragic things about this is that it's really for no reason. Like we don't, it doesn't, you know, by the time the movie ends, I'm finished. Yeah. Like, cool. What was all this for? You're rich, but you're like a drunk Frankenstein. I don't know. So yeah, I would say his sexual life has been pretty absent. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess. Yours too. I would, yeah, I would absolutely yeah. say that. Some people have asked if he's gay. I think that's a bridge too far. I don't think think he's playing it with that. I think he is playing it with, I I don't know, that women just don't seem to be a factor. Well, or maybe he's not interested as well. Like, Mm -hmm. it it could very well just be a thing where, like, sexuality just is not a thing that even crosses his mind. Right. He might recognize it in other people. Like, he might be like, oh, because that's what people do. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like that's something that I, I don't, but people do i understand that about people because he talks about people like that he Mm -hmm. sees their actions and behaviors and assesses them for what they are but if they don't if those things aren't useful to him then he just doesn't even think about it and it would also strike me the same way because he is so one track minded Mm -hmm. in his Mm -hmm. goals and his like he's like ambition is ambitious is not a big enough word and someone who is just put like dominance. That's what he just wants to yep. like dominate. Yeah. Yep. And if you eliminate sexual energy from your life in that way and you put all of that towards your goals, mm-hmm. like you get like this type of stuff. I kind of made some comparisons to, I have in the past this to Raging Bull about, because it, it shows how he is intentionally sexually frustrating himself like before fights and stuff yeah how it's just using sexuality in a very uh different way but yeah the absence of it here is the absence of it from plain view is important especially when it's brought up you know with his brother it's brought up in other areas but never in relation to him it's always a question that i find to be i i forgot who i heard it from first but someone said that if you're an actor and whether it's brought up in the script or not to get very, very clear about what your sexuality is and like what is your sex life like and to be able to kind of use that in your performance even if it's never even um, it, uh, brought up in the script at all. Right, it's just you want, it, you, you want to bring that in and like have that be a part of you and live yep. with that, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and so that's why I think that we both kind of have the same opinion about that mm-hmm. for here because mm-hmm. obviously sex is not brought up in this, but that's why I brought it because I was like, what do you think of this guy? Right, right. Here we get, oh man, this is just one of the great, like, big FUs. The way he, Daniel sits here and eats all this, you know, because Eli's trying to come in and put his flag down, be a bit of a boss man. And, you know, he's got, he's so nice. He's all this. But what he's demanding, you know, they're really testing each other here a little bit. And I just, the way Plainview plays it so straight and then without even saying anything, just puts his middle finger up, you know, by Mm -hmm. inviting Mary instead of... Eli up there. Oh, it's great. I'm pretty sure the guy on the left was like a, a scout or a technical advisor. I've seen interviews with him and they gave him just this little cameo, which I think is cool. I love this. Like he like he just he just can't let this go. Like he just can't let this happen. No, absolutely not. He can't have anyone else telling him what to do yep. and how to run his shit. Like you will I need to bless this well. That needs to happen. And if I think th- he even says, like, what time works for you? Like, he's just messing with him. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, man, he's so pissed the way he contains his anger. <laughs> I 
やつ<笑> love that. I love that. Like he's already has this shit planned out. Oh yeah, let's make it four. Sure. And 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 when you're watching this movie, you know you're not really understanding to like exactly what's really going on. Like you're following everything, but I love that that this is actually what the movie's about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like oh okay, so this guy wants to come here and do this thing tomorrow, and then you watch and you see what's about to happen. <laughs> And um and 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 this is this is it. This is this is the movie. Yeah, it's that that backhanding. Oh God, it's just so brilliant. Also, back to that economy of writing, because what? Because we're all watching to see what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, how's this, this going to go down? And then the, wh- yeah, yeah. Why the, else would you ask for a scene? Oh, I just want to come over tomorrow and bless the well. Yeah. Okay. And, and so that's what you're thinking. Oh, okay, this guy wants to come here and do this one thing. And it's a simple thing, Daniel. Simple thing, <laughs> and this is what matters to him. Mm-hmm. And this is what matters to him. And the stakes couldn't be higher the way they both view it. And that's what makes the conflict so damn interesting. And then watch when he says, "You know, Eli's line here and looks yep. right at him." Who? That oh man, look at that look. You've too. been had, preacher man. <laughs> That, uh, yep, right, basically like, fuck you. Yeah. This ain't happening. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah. As fast as you can. Won't be a minute. He's blocking, literally. <laughs> right. Even if Eli even tried to come through, he's like, no, you're not getting through this. Uh, coming up here, we're going to get here the, the, that ending, gorgeous musical composition for the first time, right? Right. Yep. He goes, that's it. I believe it's, I'm going to get it wrong. I think it's Brahms. Do you know? I don't know. God, I'm done with that. Boom. And you have to, like, I remember. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, him. Yeah, he's so pissed. <laughs> you can see it. Like, he's like, I understand. I understand the situation, you son of a bitch. And I, I remember, yeah, that's true. I remember he, seeing this for the first time, hearing that note and thinking this note, this music was like so big for this sequence. But it's so smart that they do that because now we're familiar with that piece. So when it comes back in the end, it just hits so much harder. Yep. Because it's already in our brain, even if we don't like remember exactly when it was before. Ugh. It's just great. Ah. Oil taken off. The music soars. Little Boston flourishes. It's so crazy to think like this is the way it like it just doesn't look like it it would be sturdy. Yeah, it doesn't look like it would hold. I mean, I clearly they show, you know, there are different issues with that. But yeah, it's it's crazy how these things, these kind of seemingly shaky things like literally build California. Yeah. Like that to get the oil out, you needed this. And that's that's how it happened. I feel like every scene of this movie is like my favorite scene. I keep saying that, but (laughs) this is just great. This is another example of staging because. They're going to do a pretty good job, like, you know, our attention's on Mary, and then it's going to be on Daniel and Mary, and they do a good job of blocking Abel from the frame. Ugh. So right there, Mary is blocking Abel. Like, if you were really, really paying attention, you could see Abel sitting there, but when you're watching this for the first time, you don't. And then as soon as she leaves the frame, then... 
boom, there he is giving him, he gives him like a triple take almost Abel gives to Daniel. I love it. And this is just the ultimate power move. Like yep. I'm telling you how to raise your daughter or else. Yeah. Total power move. I love that. Don't go play. Go play. Don't come back. One look. Two. Three. Almost. Oh God. He's just sitting there with his flask. Also kind of the first instance here when the alcohol is becoming a factor that, you know, after the celebration, like this dude's ending up on the floor, like not even yeah. in his bed and he's just hammered. I mean, he's crushing, you know, liquor like the whole damn movie. That's how they did it back in the day. That's how men did it. <laughs> I love that. Using what? Using real voice, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Oh, damn thing's been open a day. They already lost a guy. You know what could have prevented that, Nick? That's right. The blessing. blessing of the well. Yeah. This could have been prevented. It's a great cut back to... Daniel Plainview after the sequence and he's just exhaling and he goes, God damn it. It's, it's a great cut. Well, and, and because you could even wonder for yourself, like if he's saying God damn it because he lost a man or if he said God damn it because he knows that Eli is going to use this. The, the, I think I would actually credit to a third thing, which is I'm, I'm going to have to fucking, and now I have to deal with this and it's going to delay production. Yeah, Which means true, I'm not, yeah. I'm now delaying the time to find oil and therefore it's just it's messing because they you know shut down till midday he doesn't want to do that so i also think he doesn't want a guy to die and yeah, i think yeah. he's gonna get shit from eli so i think it's all three of those yeah yeah genuinely oh he looks like a bloody muddy mess there a bloody muddy mess bloody muddy mess i like that thank you <laughs> I wonder if that's a real body that poor actor oh yeah he really did i'm okay. glad making this no, I'm not saying if he's fucking dead. I'm saying if he had to sit there for a night covered in all that shit where they're just like dragging him around. <laughs> no one died in the making of this film. Let's be clear. <laughs> Tell someone, yes. One thing I do, one question I have, the dude that died here was like smoking down there. And as we're going to see later, like fire and oil, oil not, not good. So it just makes me wonder. Is it really understood that it's going to take like weeks to get to oil? So it's cool. Like we can smoke around when we're down here in the dirt. Like that's fine. But I remember being like, oh, that's, that's probably a dangerous thing. Well, there's only one way to find things out in life. You're going to go try it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Go to your oil, Derek. I'm going to go to my oil, Derek. And I'm going to light up a smoke because I smoke. No, you and don't. I know. <laughs> and I'm just going to see what happens and be like, all right, they got it right. I, lo I love how he holds out that, you know, that's Eli's church, but he holds it out to Fletcher there without like looking at him. Yeah, just you like, know, he'll yeah. do that a few times. He does that when he hands in the check for San Francisco. Okay, this is all one shot. From here to when we cut back to Daniel taking this all in, this is one shot. And I cannot tell you, like, look how bright it is out here. Yeah. Having to, I don't know when they changed exposure to be able to correctly expose this room, but they just did that in camera. Like that just happened. You would, that's the only way to do it. So I, I don't know. Maybe they did it another way. I shouldn't have said only. Fucking idiot. This is Probably just. A bunch. This is insane. It's insane. This is one of my favorite movie moments with my mom because I had already seen it and I took her to see it. And when, you know, when he's at like get out yeah. here, just really quietly, like under her breath, she went. Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? This is the third revelation. Eli puts his hands on you, you get rid of the arthritis. Arthritis. Yes, I do. 
but all one shot, very careful motion. We started on yeah. one main character and then we shifted to another. It's all brilliant. And if you pay attention really closely is Eli's leaving the church doing his whole, uh, I don't know, song and dance. Yeah. Um, you can see Daniel like standing there. So he's aware that Daniel's in the room. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think this is also like one of the moments, too, where after this is over, there's a look on Plainview's face. It always kind of said to me, it's like, oh, okay, I, I, now I really understand what I'm dealing with. You mean like when we cut back to him, that yeah. close-up? That is the look. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's like really assessing everything and going like, holy shit, this is this deeper following, than I thought. Yeah, it's yep. deeper. There, there, there's another thing here that I'm actually going to have to compete against this now. But... I mean, Plainview's send-off. That was one goddamn hell of a show. <laughs> saying yeah. goddamn, emphasizing it. Because uh. you're watching, like, the two men's occupations mm-hmm. basically go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have a lot of questions about Eli. Is this an act? Does he actually believe this? He admits for money that he's a false prophet and God is a superstition. I know religious people. They wouldn't do that for money. Like, they're not, you know, they're not going to go, they're not going to denounce God. Oh, no. So, oh my God, so feverish. Look at this. Oh. It's very, very impressive because it's so, it, it's over the yep. top, but it works. Here we go. Brilliant cut. Boom. Yeah. yeah. God, look at him. He's like, where am I? What, what is, is this? And he's seeing the power that he has too. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this is really, this is a him. movie about power. It's, yep. Power control. People in this town listen to Eli. Yes. And that could be a potential issue, especially if Eli is going after Daniel's men, yep. you know, which he is. Dancing with them now. I mean, I know, handshakes. Wonderful sermon. Wonderful sermon. <laughs> Joe Gouda was a man of considerable faith. This all could have been avoided. <laughs> Through the doorway. God. Yep. One, one of yep. my favorite things. Searchers, I'm telling you. Fucking John Ford. Knew what he was doing. Bit of an asshole, though. That's okay. Oh, see, now here's him offering up a condolence. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> oh. Practicality versus religion. Mm hmm. Yeah. Logic versus faith. Blow gold all over the <laughs> I wish I had time. Uh. I love that it's just this ongoing gag that he, you know, he's offered him $5,000 for the new, for the new church, which he never pays him. And he just keeps bringing it up like after his, you know, when they, when he accepts the, the blood of the Lord. Um, (laughs) I just love it. And he goes, Mr. Plainview has made a gracious donation, which we are still waiting on. (laughs) And then he brings it up at the very end. Uh, I love that one goddamn hell of a show. He says, God damn to him. That's what I mean. That's yeah. why I brought it up earlier. That's what's so funny because you're saying it to a preacher like, God damn. So what's, what's Eli's end game? What does this dude want? Does, does he want mass control and to be like some, you know, religious person who has hundreds of thousands of followers or like, what's his goal? I, I think, I think, I think his goal is to keep his town as flourishing as possible with the power of religion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and him and Daniel Plainview coming in here is like, well, why can't we have both? Like, 
I want this for my town. But then, you know, when we get to the end, mm-hmm. and it's not going so well. He's drinking. Yep. He's lost all of his money. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and and Eli comes to him looking for, you know, a handout, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I still think the intentions are not because he just wants money. He wants his town to be good again. With religion, yeah. With I mean, religion, yeah. What we're uh, slowly approaching is just one of the most magnificent magnificent sequences i've ever seen in a movie certainly so far this century the, i mean god the music the way it's all played the fear we have for hw you really feel that hit when it happens Ugh. it's also interesting that the fir- interesting that the first thing daniel does is run to help hw yep. you know it's like he's i don't know if he saw him fall but he knows he has yeah it's very well he's aware that he's not there and that something could have happened. Mm-hmm. Like you just know something's going to happen here too. Like nothing, there, it's nothing's even telling you that there's there's no music, there's no it's, music. Uh, but yet you feel like there it is. Oh God! Oh my God! Boom! Oh God, that's terrible. The sound is so good. You're really, you know, getting a. Getting a sense of like his headspace, that kind of muffled hearing thing, yeah. Being able to hear, yeah, it's a great shot of just running to HW. Yeah, now now fire is important. Look at put that fire out. Boom. Ocean oil, baby. When they are trying to, uh, not when, they, yeah, when they're trying to take down the Derek, you know, you have to mm-hmm. hit like the spikes with your hammer. Plain view gets it in one. Fletcher yeah. needs like three or four hits. I just love that. Oh my god! I genuinely do wonder, like, what the hell what, were they supposed to do with this? All this shit, like, we see them just putting it in like huge piles and stuff, like a pond. Yeah. Like, how the hell do you? I, I don't know. That's a little like, above my head, and the movie doesn't seem very interested in explaining that, which is totally fine. Well, it's because like, I think yeah. you get it. Like, yeah. You're yeah. like, all right, there's basically these, these deposits. Mm-hmm. And then the pipeline, so you're going to, yeah, start all that. Need the pipeline. Need the pipeline. That's what we do. Little pipeline. Here we go. God, this, this is the song, apparently, according to the Academy and their infinite wisdom, this is the song that made Johnny Greenwood ineligible for a Best Score nomination because he had used this song elsewhere. Just this part. That's stupid. That's so stupid. That's stupid as hell. He if, wrote it. it exactly like it's, it's his song it's, his, it's song. his song he's lending it he's been contracted as the scorer of the film that's what doesn't make sense like why not credit if it's credited as another song like score movie scores get nominated all the time when there are different songs in the movie you know like licensed songs just i, I think that was people i think that was the academy being pissed at like oh god here come these musicians yeah, you know these like pop stars Radiohead, right really and then by trent Reznor, it's uh we can't avoid this anymore like we have to give it to him for yeah, social yeah. network yeah like this uh damn it this is a thing god damn it not this really is a thing. no because i mean think about m- classical movie scores the orchestra like there's there's a very yeah there's a way you did things yeah there is and johnny greenwood doesn't do that oh this is so sad to oh, me when i hurt? can't when i can't hear my voice Oh, God, this is terrible. But he cares about him. He oh, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at him. But now he's going to be hit with a really hard decision, which is I don't think this boy is financially useful to me anymore, so I'm going to cast him away, which is devastating. But it's still money comes first. 
Money, greed, power. Money, power, respect. Hold him down. It's hard to talk during this and not just watch. I know, I know. I kind of got Look wrapped up in it. Yeah, we see we got to break the cables. Old DDL is going to get it in one. Oh, God, it's just, it's so good. Oh, it's incredible. Just the, the cinemata, how everything's moving, what he decides to keep in frame. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. One shot. Boom. Boom. That's because he, he practiced for years. He doing probably it. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every night he had his uh, yeah, yeah. his spike swings there. He's got to do it in one. I think I'm pretty sure this is Fletcher. Yeah, he takes a few hits. That's okay. Most people would. He's missing. Wonder what caught it on fire. It's just like if someone was smoking or if, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder how it actually caught on. But it's what an image. I've never seen anything like this. Like the way here with the sun setting and Paul Dano watching it. It's like, it's beautiful. And, but then everything it stands for, you know, it yeah. stands for greed, power. It stands for all this stuff. So it's a beautiful image. It but, stands um, for the future. Yeah. Yeah. But a it's burning an effigy. Well, yeah, it's sure. Yeah, Yeah. good job. You know, they were uh, trying to film in Marfa, Texas at the same time, a movie called No Country for Old Men. They were trying to film at night and they could see way in the distance those flames shooting up. And they were like, no way. What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell is that? So then they had to, isn't that funny? That's amazing. Yeah, that gives you a sense of how big that flame tower was. I mean, this is all real. This isn't special effects. And the competition between those two movies. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. That was so cool. Yeah, we're just covered in chocolate. <laughs> that is, oh, God, that's great. I love this. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. He's probably worried about HW, honestly. Fletcher's such a good guy. He means so well. I really like him. I really like his portrayal of this character. I love that. No one can get at it except for yeah, me. That's like, what, what are you miserable about? Yeah. And they just ask, is HW, like, that's his question. Is HW okay? No, he isn't. Okay. Wanna go check on him? Ah, <laughs> uh, there it goes. So I wonder if this means they have to like start over because they they clearly oh, yeah. use dynamite to like, you know seal the hole here so that the fire stops. So they just yeah, I guess now that they know that it's there, that's enough. Oh Incentive yeah, that, that's, we keep that's going. It. It's like yep. who cares? We just yeah, we start over and do it, but we're good. It'll pay for itself in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just covered in mud, or you know, oil. I love it. Fletcher's like, okay, I'll I'll go check on your son. Sure. Like matches the the black of the night. Mm-hmm. You could just see his face peeking through. God, look at him. He's like staring with it with such wonder. Like, oh my god, I got it. I have it. Nothing will stop me. And the music's still going. Mm-hmm. Just enough to tie everything together. And it's yep. going to cut out with this brilliant, so subtle nod that Daniel Day-Lewis does after it blows up. I love it with the pipe in his mouth. He just gives this little nod of like, yep, good, moving on. Shitload of dynamite. As if he never even left that spot for the whole night. Yeah, just been there. Take it on in. Hasn't bathed, he doesn't care. 
I wouldn't want that job, let me tell you. <laughs> you got these shields. I don't know if those shields are going to help much. Look at that just going. It's been going all night burning that oil. Burning the midnight oil. <laughs> Sorry. Better run. Doesn't even jump. Look at him. He's just like standing, sitting there so still. I know. That's crazy. All right. Hell of a goddamn show. Here's that little nod. Boom. Yep. And and he it's always interesting. Like he's like basically telling him to stop it. Yeah. He, he does like it, like. It's for, enough now. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Can't hear you, dude. Oh god. I mean, he never knows how to how to handle it, and he always handles it very poorly. Like he gives him yep. a shitload of whiskey and milk later, like a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of shots. And that to me is just like it doesn't make the kid pass out. I can get some. You know, some time to myself. He just he's trying to like get. I don't know. Like Nothing he, helps. he just doesn't know what to do, mm-hmm. and so in yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it too. Is that he doesn't know how to handle it, so it's easier to not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, send him off to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Interesting that we faded out there to black. I I don't. I have to check myself, but it's one of the few times the movie's done that, and that's deliberate. And then we cut into this chaos because things have changed. This is this will be a thing. Of course, with the introduction of the brother. That oh, adds yeah. A new dynamic, too. Uh, poor HW. What does HW stand for? What do you think? Harlan Williams. Okay, I'll take it. Harlan. Harlan sounds good. You know who that is, right? No. He's an actor. Who? Harlan Williams. What has he been in? Half-Baked. I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Forgive me. He's a stand-up comedian? Oh, You're, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Rocket Man? Okay, that's right. The, the real original Rocket Man, not that Elton John ripoff. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Damn thief. <laughs> but even there, now he's showing us, like, okay, we have three wells set up, so no matter how, to- how much time has passed, there's three here now, but no one's, you know... Slamming that down our throats, just you kind of have to track that. The Rocket Man still holds up. I haven't seen it in years. I oh, must man. say, do yourself a favor. I'll watch it tonight. Give it, give it a, a, a double feature. There will be blood, followed by Rocket Man. That'd be thrilling. I'm sure. <laughs> Two masterpieces back to back. This is one of the few times we kind of adopt HW's point of view, and you know can't. Just in terms of not being able to hear, it's it's really effective because that I mean, just imagine that. Yeah. Imagine like having one just boom in an instant, and then you can't you lose one of your senses. Like that's No, I'd want to die. <laughs> 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 there are that's not really sending the best message to like the deaf and hearted hearing community. Like I'd rather sorry, die. I'm Jesus. <laughs> we all have to deal. <laughs> With life, with what it gives us. Not and me. he does. He, I mean, he's, he's, having, <laughs> <laughs> he's having a hard time with it now, but we see that he comes out okay. He's probably the happiest person when this movie ends. Like, thank God I don't have to, that fucking asshole doesn't have to be in my life anymore. I mean, I suppose. Thank God, Dad. I mean, I, mean, I, I think he's heartbroken by it, but, you know, I'm going to Mexico with my wife. Yeah, this is great, really thinking. Wow, what's his name? God damn it. 
really shows how good of like a right hand man or assistant Fletcher is because he kind of always knows what Daniel's talking about. You know, he's going to fill in the gaps here about mm-hmm. who they're talking about. But again, the staging, we don't know who he's talking to. Yeah. I just, I love that. And then we're going to cut out a little bit and see it's Fletcher here. But when he hands in the check, it's like the same thing he did when he was handing that Eli's cross. He like doesn't look at him. Yeah, these are all questions. Mm-hmm. Call Barbara. <laughs> yeah, so you can, it's, you know. It's eating at him. Yeah, yes. I was, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's troubling him. It's eating at him. I also love, it says so much about him, so much about Daniel Plainview that the first thing he wants to know when Fletcher gets back is how big is his room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what's most important. He seems shocked that he's sharing with another boy. He's like, huh? How big is the room? <laughs> okay. Well, this, this, this shot right here is kind of what, um, when you were asking, like, what are they going to do with all of it? Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. They were creating like little ponds, little pools of it, but then, what, what, you know, I guess they fill barrels here and then, you know, look at all that shit. And he's walking right through it. No, he's not walking through it. He's no, walking he's around it. Walking right through it. No, he's not. He would be covered in. He's like shit. Jesus. Oh, Jesus walks through oil now. Yeah. Oh, this is great. This is. I mean, these are real slaps. This yeah, is a real, yeah. real showdown. This is. I I really give a lot of credit to Paul Dano here because at the end of the day, this is a dude being slapped over and over and having his face like in mud and yep. it, it's it couldn't have been a fun day to shoot for him. Look at that standoff. I'd be honored. It hurts to get. Slapped in the face. Yeah, but <laughs> get a hurt or almost had a punch. And he just keeps doing it over and over. Boom. Yeah, but by DDL? Yeah, I think that slap would hurt. Is that, what do you mean by DDL? Yeah, oh, you I mean you would like it. that he did it? I yeah. mean, yeah, there's not so many people who have been slapped by DDL. So, <laughs> fine achievement. Yeah, I like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh. There it is. There's the money. <laughs> They're both doubling down on everything. Everything. Ugh. Perfect scream, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I've heard some men scream like that. Just, it, it's yeah. so real. It's so authentic. He tells him right here. I mean, we get the end of the movie right here. I'm going to bury you. I'm going to bury you underground. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it does. It's like so just... The he ultimate his hair and it, oh, his hair and his face in it. Don't don't even try it. Uh, it's because there like, he goes covering his mouth with it. You, oh my god, underground. Yeah. You got to wonder what the men are thinking. Like, at what point do we get involved? Because yeah. this dude could also like try to kill me too. So, <laughs> yeah, at what point? And then a, a great. Um, it's a really. <laughs> Not to get all nerdy, like a, a, a subtle nod to psychology that he, now Eli, will go do the same exact thing to his dad. That yep. It was just done with yep. him, you know, because people who are bullied often bully. Yep. I love that he hasn't, you know, gotten cleaned up. He's just he's like living hell. with it. Yep. I mean, yep. And the thing is, too, is like he knows that if he's going to continue this fight, which he is, he can't best him physically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is definitely, you know, in that machismo head, like, like even if he knows that, he knows where his strengths are. Being proven, it's like, oh wow, he yes. just he just treated me like that, right? He he got me. So yeah. that is not an area I can win on. Dude, what you got to wonder, like, does this dude, if 
if Plainview just gave him five grand, which like now is it's a, it's a lot of money in this time, but it's not a lot of money to Daniel Plainview. Would Eli just like leave him alone? Would he go away? You know, you got to wonder, like just every time he then every if you give him the five grand, every time he comes and bothers you, be like, leave me alone. Preacher yeah. man, I already yeah. paid you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think to some degree it would. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to do that. He's not going to give him money because yep. he doesn't like him. <laughs> yep. And now we're going to get a call back to, for the first time to Paul. Yeah. With, and we, this clear disdain that oh. Eli has for him. The two times Paul is brought up to Eli, well, he's bringing him up now and then Plainview brings him up in the bowling alley and he does not like it. Don't talk about him. You know, yep. don't. So the dynamic there is, it's just always been interesting to me. One of the things that, you know, we have to assume about the movie, create our own little world for it. I don't know why I love the way Dano holds his hand like that over his face. You think he's going to hit him or smack him? Boom. <laughs> there, get out of there. I saw uh, Paul Dano do a production of True West oh, yeah. alongside Ethan Hawke in New York. And uh, I don't know why I just thought of this. There was like this moment that, that Paul Dano did on stage where um, Ethan Hawke said something or was just behaving a certain way, and Paul Dano's character just hated it. Ah. So they were away from each other on stage, but Paul Dano literally like grabbed the, his frustration with Ethan Hawke in the air, like similar to the ghost that he was kicking out yeah. of the room, right? And literally grabbed it and then like threw it outside the room. Like, oh, like I'm taking cool. this energy that I don't want to deal with, and out it goes. And I always, um, it was a very very cool thing to physically and. Uh, uh, capture on stage but um I, I think it just kind of shows like that like paul dano is just a really really good actor that can kind of just play and and trust that whatever choice he wants to make is going to take him somewhere interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good call there's a great match cut there of the brother walking from behind and then we match cut to daniel we're walking behind him i just love that and then the skepticism here this is this whole thing with the brother is so fascinating. It's so interesting. And you have to pay attention, but this is the only time we really learn anything about Daniel Plainview. Yeah. You know that he's from Wisconsin, still has a sister there, as was Doheny, by the way, from the same town they're going to mention. And I mean, what, what is his relationship like with his sister? Do they get along? I, I don't know. He doesn't seem bothered at all that his dad has died. You know, yeah. He's like, do you have this letter? But what it... It's like, a, it's like this, okay, good, now I have another, another second chance. I have a partner, and he's, mm-hmm. he's my blood, because I know my son isn't my blood. You know, I, I know that in my heart, and that seems important to him. Now I got one, so now I can get this. I bring this up because I, I do think when he kills this guy, kills the brother, that's kind of like, it's done for him. You know, he's, yeah. uh, he has crossed a line, because we haven't seen him kill anyone yet, and he's crossed over to like... I see the worst in people. I want no one to succeed. Like yep. that, it's really, it's kind of hammering home that there's just nothing. It's all bullshit, pointless. Like I don't have any real family around me. Just got to go back to the greed. And it's almost as if he's willing to like have this happen. Like he, like he's, yeah, yeah. He leans into it more than anything else. But then once he's realized what it is, 
Yeah, it's a complete, all right, that's the last time. Yeah, it, he, there is a, there's some skepticism here, and you can almost see when he like gives up the skepticism, it doesn't last long, and then by the time they make it to that ocean, and then he starts you know, testing him, the peach tree dance, Yeah, it's like, okay, I got you. But for the moments when he really thinks he's his brother, there's, there's like a camaraderie that mm-hmm. I think he's probably never felt. He's probably never yeah. gotten along this well or, you know, attempted to get along this well, certainly with someone he's related to. <laughs> it's like also great what he refuses, you know, to answer. Yeah. Anything about the mother because he doesn't, you know, I don't want to talk about those things. Yeah, because she didn't exist. <laughs> Do you think this guy deserved to die, or was it a bit, you know, over the top? Yeah, take into account the time period. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, I mean, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, people kill each other for reasons back in the day. They do for reasons now, dumb reasons. Well, yeah, dumb reasons. But I mean, <laughs> it was, it was the, I mean, it was the Wild West, even though this is the yeah. 1900s and everything. So we kind of maybe grew out of that. But yeah, old West type. No, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're, that's just, it's gotten the better of him, and he's so pissed I that mean, like life has let him down this way that he can't. He just boom. I mean, people kill each other over a matter of eighty dollars. Yeah, I, I. <laughs> we're not talking about those murders though. i'm talking about the one in this movie do you you know i think it makes sense for daniel plainview to do it it seems like a uh harsh overreaction i'll say because the dude is dead that's true that's true and he do buries you, him underground do you know what i was movie i was referencing when i said that though no back to the future three three yeah the old three. West. oh a matter of eighty dollars yeah yeah <laughs> I've seen three of the least for sure. Look how much whiskey he just put into that. Like a ton for a little kid. You think whiskey and milk is good? Fuck if I know. Well, one way to find I haven't had liquor in years, man. I don't drink that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, yeah. I'm not a big drinker. It was probably, maybe it was a common drink back then because milk was Ugh, easy God. to get. It's like goat's milk. Yeah, just drink it. I don't know what the objective here is to like make him pass out because I feel like someone that small with that much alcohol would pass out, you know, get a good night's rest. Yeah. Oh, that's all we need. A good expensive meal. <laughs> that's all we need. Oof. This kid's really just down in it too. Yep. Well, I mean, they probably took the whiskey out. Nah. You would hope so. Make it real. This kid is amazing. Up. I mean, we, we could talk about him. I mean, the, you know, they just plucked him out. He was an unknown. He had never been in anything. Has not been in anything since. We just have this. Because he's ugly. He's ugly? <laughs> it goes back to the thing you're talking about earlier about his IMDb picture. I never said he was <laughs> ugly in the IMDb picture. I think the way he's standing is funny in his face. I know what you were trying to say. Yeah, I'm trying to say it's weird that there's a Prada in Marfa, Texas. That's what I'm trying to say. You're a lookist. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> Interesting, we don't see him smoke too many times, like earlier yeah. in the movie. By the end, he's got the cigarette holder, you know. This makes you my competitor, but it's... I, at this point, like I know I mentioned, we're starting to get a sense of like the drinking and stuff, but his vices aren't really coming in like... No. I mean, the vice of greed, yes, the anger, yeah, yes, yeah. but the vices of, you know, tobacco, alcohol, whiskey, whatever. Women certainly is not a factor. Those aren't really coming in yet. I'm trying to remember. I think those really make... Uh, announce themselves more clearly after he kills this dude and mm-hmm. that's you know well it's it's uh i've always kind of felt like pta 
you know, he's got these like descents into madness, as I always like to say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's really what this is. Uh, sure, sure. Each little thing, just it, it more and more and more and more, and it makes the vices worse, which furthers the descent. The costume design, just the way like his shirt is tucked in, Daniel's, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, and his posture with it. I love how he goes, just, just you know, be straight with me if you say you want to stay and you need work. Okay. Love that. My brother, I'll take care of you. Well, he's put it, he puts a lot of stock into that right away. You know, if it's in you, if it's in me, then yeah, it's in you. Yeah, yeah. He, he really, that could be maybe a play on the title as well. Like, this is this is the only time he thinks in the movie that he has a blood relative next to him, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that it clearly means something for him. And then, wow, well, even the way he speaks about when we get to that scene about the peach tree and all mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. the way that he speaks about his childhood, there is some fond reminiscence. There, there. That's what's so compelling. It's so true. He's like, yeah, get him liquored up, take him to the peach tree dance. He's never, he never goes, I don't want to talk about those things in terms of that past, in terms yeah. of like the teenage years. There's a prequel for you. God, what the hell is that like? Oh, in the man. late 1800s, young Daniel Plainview. Do you think DDL will ever do another movie? Um, he stuck true pretty well so far. Yeah, we've we've even we talked about this in the DDL pod that I could see him coming back when he's like eighty for like a ten or twenty minute role in something for a really really good director maybe maybe Scorsese maybe PTA someone he's worked with before and it'll be like a small part because this dude only does leading parts you know and it, that I could see over in ten years he's you know gonna play fucking fdr so i don't know i i could see i could see that i think what if uh what if uh he was the lead in quentin tarantino's Jesus last movie? Christ. you know he wanted the role of vic vega it's the of vincent vega it's the only role he's public publicly and actively gone after daniel wow. day lewis wanted the travolta part and and i believe him and tarantino met and tarantino said that's already michael madsen's part because it was that was originally supposed to be madsen in it madsen turned it down to work on wyatt earp whoa yeah, bad, bad. I mean, how'd that go for you? So Travolta was his second choice. He gets it, but imagine DDL as Vincent Vega. Oh my! But God. you're blowing you're blowing my mind. Imagine if they do that. Tarantino's yeah. like, this is my last one. And I'm we got it. DDL out of retirement. Yeah. Should I be? And then imagine if he had like a lot of humor to him. If it was like it, an outwardly that, funny thing, that's that the would thing. be crazy. Because like, he's funny. He is funny, yeah. and that that would be a way that we've never seen him mm-hmm. because we've mm-hmm. never seen that type of. Uh, edge that Tarantino just has to right. his stuff. Stidiel is always very sophisticated in his, even as unsophisticated as this is, it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we haven't been talking about this scene, but this is a very important one in terms of, you know, he has his brother here, so now he can finally talk about yeah, this he stuff. Can. He feels comfortable doing it. But this is the most insight we get into him. And I think everything he says here is just true. Yeah. I think he does see the worst in people. I don't think he likes oh, it, yeah. much of anyone. I think this is his most honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drunk. Look at the teeth. Stained teeth. Oh, God. I love when he just breaks out and just laugh. It doesn't make sense why he's laughing. But why? That's what I love. We, don't, we yeah. just don't know where all this anger and rage and ire comes from. But wow, it's there. Yeah, he definitely yeah. feels like he has a second breath.
but there's some uh peace. It's like one of the few genuine laughs he does. Yeah. Okay. Also a little and, bit and, and his brother like does not find this funny. Yeah, I think is I think he's probably like, what the hell? Okay. Like, have I gotten oh, wow. am I in too deep? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's an amazing shot, knowing that the the flame from the match is gonna light his face. Just seeing that so subtle blue on his back. I love that. Um, yeah, I don't think Henry knows what to do either. He's kind of like, okay, well, I'm in it. And this is, this is a big fuck you from HW here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this guy. Who the hell is it? That's my, that used to be my bed, man. What the fuck? It's a big fuck you from HW over here. Light them on gonna, fire. I'm just going to set the whole house on fire. Yeah. Daniel Plainview's house is on fire. It's and that that was <laughs> oh you think that God. was oil that he had that little stream of or like it looked like gas but i think well i mean he obviously is he's not dumb the kid knows what he's doing he's his the father run, for the, lack of better term is an oil man the, yeah the run and then they he stops and then he like goes into a sprint i love I love that. Yeah. And it also shows that, like, there's so many movies where kids are outrunning adults, that, and that's just not, like, it, it wouldn't really happen in real life. The strides that adults have, you'd just be able to catch up to a kid. But he doesn't um, hit him, doesn't hurt him, just grabs him. His punishment is going to be uh, getting the fuck out of town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was really... This was the impetus. This, I think this makes up... Daniel's mind. Like, yep. I don't know what to do. And here. I can't now I he, can't have you blowing up my house. Now he's an active problem. Before yeah. he was like a, he was a genuine, I mean, it made him money. He was a useful addition to the Plainview Empire, but now he's causing trouble. And he can't have that because it'll delay things. But I love that they stay with that the whole time as he yeah. comes back and he can just let it let it all play out. Ooh, it kind of mirrors the shot with the baby, you know? It's kind of yeah. reminiscent. They're not all the way in the back of the train like they were there, but it's definitely like a callback. And it, he, like, uh, he's, like... This is not easy for him. No, He's no. tortured. We see it on his face as he's just, like, mumbling indiscriminately to himself as he, you know, exits a train. I will say, Daniel, you didn't really plan this one right. You should have, like, parked, like, not in the direction that the train is going to go. So yeah, you can yeah. see it makes for a good shot, but... I think I would have parked that a little farther down the street, the dirt road. Uh, I mean, not even like communicating like this, this isn't, this isn't working. I have to send you somewhere and, and you will come back. You're not going yeah. to San Francisco forever. Like, I don't know how long he's gone, a couple months, a year, whatever, but just telling him that pretty pretty fucking traumatic to just have your dad like abandon you on a train and daddy's oh assistant comes and like pins you down. But see, if you were walking the other direction, Daniel, you wouldn't be faced with this awkward moment. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, look at him. Yeah, he's he's pained. He doesn't like it. I love that. Just the the murmuring, the mumbling. Uh, this is great. Oh, this you just great. feel all of it. Mm -hmm. I've abandoned my child. He means that when he says it. Oh, when he gets yeah, there, yeah. That's, that's the only thing he means there. He doesn't like that he's saying it. Obviously. He might be thinking, I'm going to kill this asshole that's making me say this in 20 years or whatever it is. 10 years. Yeah. Oh, man, look at that. God, that's terrible. Yeah. But again, I mean, there were some talks about what do we do, you know, what do we do with HW, but that says more than any word could. Yep. I'm sending him away. That's my guy. He left Tilford. us. He left us. <laughs> yes, but I'm not 
Good uh, you, but that's not what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Jurassic Park, you got that one, motherfucker. I'm glad, I'm glad we got that. Yeah, I mean, what you're like referencing Half Baked and Back to the Future 3. Those are deeps. Those are yeah. deep cuts. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Oh, I could do you too, son. You're going what? for some. I could go in for some <laughs> deep cuts too and sit here and try to stump your ass on the There Will Be Blood commentary. <laughs> if I've offended you, I apologize. I love this guy. That was uh, Mr. Z in Blonde. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He has a brief role in The Master, too. He comes and arrests them. He's the one that takes them to jail before walking, like, flips out and breaks the toilet and everything. <laughs> but he shows up. I, God, I love how just... So Coyote Hills is what he was talking about in the very beginning. You know, that, that's paying me $5,000 a week. So he just sold that, which is interesting. It happens very fast. Now they're like, all right, give us a little Boston. <laughs> Holds up his fingers. Uh, he just hates this guy so much. So all that bad shit he's feeling about his, you know, his kid, he's going to take it on. Yeah. Take it out on this guy. Slit your throat. Jesus. Yeah, what else? His reaction is pervious. What? Take care of your boy. Oh, Mm. wrong thing to say. Look at that. Look at how he... He's done here. Like, discussions are done. Now he's like, should I... Should I slit his throat now, or should I just threaten him? Like that's kind of what's you know playing out. Uh, the co- the command over your performance, like he has right there, to like not be reactive, mm-hmm. even though like he internalized all that mm-hmm. and took his time. Because that is that's the one thing that he could have said. That's like the nail, like not the nail, but the raw wound yep. open. Of course you do. I don't think his nose has ever been put to better use than it is in here. I, I think, because, you know, he's that crooked nose. He must have, I don't know, broken it once or twice. But the hat with the mustache really brings the nose out. I just like it. It just shows like he's been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? Been a few scraps. I'm not allowed to talk about a man's nose. He really, really uses his nose well in this movie. He does. No, I'm not saying he uses it well. I'm saying it's accented well. I don't notice his nose in Phantom Thread because he doesn't have a stash. That's true. Well, he also looks different in every single movie he does, he's he ever does. in. Like, Even though he doesn't like wear prosthetic makeup, yeah. it's not like that. He just looks different. No, he just looks different in everything. That, that's just, that, that's the chameleon. That long hair and in the name of the father and last yeah, name of the like the, yeah. He looks completely different yeah. in both of those movies. And he's still clean shaven, just different hairstyle. Yep. I even see him in real life and I go, oh, that's what you really look like. You've um, seen him in real life? Oh, yeah. When? Well, in interviews. But like in person, yeah. Like when, like when he's like accepting his Academy Awards. You're not there at the fucking Oscars. No, but I'm watching him in his real life. I'm like, like he's not in a character. Like, I knew someone who saw him in New York trying to like. He was taking a couch out of a truck and like going to bring it up. And my friend asked him if he needed help. He was like, "No, I'm okay." That was a while ago. (laughs) I was probably just making it up. I'll see what I can do. Notice how Henry didn't say a word there. Yeah. Because he has no idea what to do. Yeah. This is great. Don't be thick in front of me, Al. Al didn't do anything wrong, dude. Al's told you twice about the bandy track. Like, he's told you, and you ignored it. And now he just insults him. Yeah. That's the bandy tract. What does he say? He's like, my wife, the tramp. Is that one of the categories in Billy Madison? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my wife, the tramp. <laughs> or my wife is a tramp. Yeah, or so yeah my like wife that. is a tramp. <laughs> That's a great line delivery. Be dick in 
front of me, Al. Oh, don't, uh, we never say that anymore. Don't be thick. Don't be thick in front of me. Notice here you get a little, it's a little line of dialogue with uh, Fletcher. Like, are, are you are you really taking Henry to, to meet Union Oil? I, I just like that there's, someone is showing suspicion. Yeah. Of Henry yeah. Because Daniel Plainview hates most people and yeah. is suspicious of all things. But, but for some reason blood. he's let his guard, yeah, if yeah. it's blood, he can let his guard down. Yikes. Yeah. I, yeah, what, what? yeah. That's your first question? Did he get there safely? Did he, was he crying the whole time? Yeah. He's like, what? And look. Still double down, same question. <laughs> uh, that's great writing, though. That's great yeah, character writing, yeah. that that's what he's asking, because that, it really just shows you that. Well, it is great writing, because it, it's, yeah, like, if you really kind of, kind of forget about the, uh, I guess the, obviousness of what one would say mm -hmm. and think about a little bit deeper right like what would you actually bring up mm -hmm. it, it that that specificity to yourself like let's get real like what what what's the most interesting and what's the like yeah you just really have to kind of think a little bit deeper when you're a writer about writing a dialogue line like that mm-hmm mm -hmm. Because it says a lot about who that character is. Yep. I love that when he goes, I'll, I believe I'll talk with, to him about that. And then he spits, you know, spitting back in the day. Bad mm -hmm. thing. Spitting on the land. This is great, too, how he just, like, surveys the house and is still staring at him. Like, this kid lives here. Plainview doesn't live here. And he's acting like he lives here. Just, so, sitting down, you know, slamming down stakes in his yard. I didn't ask him if he could do that. Slamming down stakes. <laughs> Whatever the hell they're called. Now we're going to get, this is just like, this is pure PTA showing us. I like good cinematography and good music. Here you go. Yeah. Some of these shots, this montage is just incredible. I never get bored during it. I've, you know, I've heard people like, ah, maybe it lags a little bit with Henry. I don't agree with that. I don't even fully know what the hell they're doing here, honestly. I, I mean, I, it's, I guess to like see how far the pipeline would go. I, I don't know. I know it has to do with the pipeline, but. Like measuring everything through that. I don't know what like that eyepiece means. Doesn't matter. I think he said it was 50 miles to the ocean, I think. So that's what they're doing on this journey here. That's a lot on horseback, you know? That's, that's a lot. That's no joke. I wouldn't do it. Well, you're not an oil man. Uh, when you're right, you're right. You're not wrong. But if I was... You still wouldn't do it. When the hell are you going to make money? Uh, that's a good point. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but this bond that they're creating, it's, it, it's just, it really is a fascinating aspect of the movie that he lets his guard down so much mm -hmm. for him. And then clearly, based on that, has this, like I said, over, well, could be an overreaction. I suppose it's up to each viewer. Music's just such a highlight here. It's crazy this is an original piece of music for a movie. Like, it, I don't know, it just sounds so unique. I can only imagine PT in the editing room. He's like working with all this and he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that ocean <laughs> shot. Yeah, he's like, there it is. And we just with it. this music and it all coming together. That's crazy. Yeah. Right, right on the table. 
Put that in class. <laughs> he seems pretty hammered here. Yeah, but There's you. The ocean. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, it is. You made a good call earlier about how he does kind of recall some of these family memories with fondness. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of disdain, like, you know, but he's still kind of. I love that look when the wave just kind of comes up yeah. over him and he's really studying him. I know, I got your number, buddy. I mean, at some point, like, Henry doesn't seem like the brightest guy anyway, and at some point, dude, you just kind of know, like, the jig is going to be up because oh, yeah. it, you're not going to be able to fill in these details. So then that's why you get this little test. Peach tree dance. These shots of them on the beach are really cool, too. It's the way they're sitting, like, when we cut back. I love that. Oh, so yeah, right there. You wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's what he talked about. So maybe he actually couldn't, you know? Maybe yeah. it did not work. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, Even right there, he's admitting, like, the things I used to love and find yeah. appreciation, and I just don't anymore. It would make me sick. Yeah, that's all Henry wants to do. Yeah. There it is. Kind of interesting that Henry just seems like a little over it in this moment. Like he's not yeah, even trying to yeah, like. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, right. Huh. Got your number now. And it, it, this is great too. Yep. At first, like, it didn't just occur to him. Nope, it is right now. Yep. The greatest special effect is watching an actor change their mind. Always forget who said it, but it was some director. But yeah, there it is. Ooh. Suspicion creeps. And, and it's not even like he gave himself away. But there was just enough of a non-reaction mm -hmm. for that to garner suspicion. And he's already, I love that shot. I think they based that yeah. on like a painting, a famous painting. Because that's the thing. Like, he, like, who swims in pants? That must have sucked. I know. <laughs> wait, wait, time. People did things back then. Like those singlets that guys used to wear. Yeah, you see those, see those in like... What a weird thing. Yeah, weird. Well, I mean, I don't think they had a choice. It was either probably this or naked. And that would have been weird for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the master kind of gets there with its beach scenes. Oh, that's just so great the way they shot that. This is yeah. a fantastic composition. It looks like this looks like to me it belongs in like a movie from the 40s or yeah. something. Just the way it is lit. What we focus on it now. Yeah. Now the disdain yeah. is here. Now it's here. Yeah, go take your money. It's the last time you're ever gonna have fun. Now, do you think he his? Do you think he officially knows right now, or do you think that the fact that the suspicion is up for him so much that because he's gonna find out? Mm -hmm. Do you th where where do you think his head's at? And just in your opinion, I think his head is he's studying him very carefully, and with each passing minute, he's going, "This is not my blood. This yep, is more not more and more or, and more uh, like th this." Things are not adding up. This is not my blood. And I'm going to give this asshole one more chance mm -hmm. to prove that he is indeed related to me. And if he fails that chance, I'm in the head, the bullet will go. Whoa. Jesus. 
Well, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm just telling you what, what he's thinking. That's what I think. All right, then. I mean, you know, I think here there is, I think it, here is probably at 95% and it's just giving him the benefit of yeah. the doubt for that extra 5%. Like, who is this? Don't know him. Boom. And then we see him cry, which he never does. Yeah. See him, you know, he buries him and he breaks down and cries. It's all very important. Yeah, man, you had to have known that yeah. sometimes something like this is going to come down. If you didn't, I can just go. I love how quickly. When he stumbles, he goes, who are you? Ugh. Uh-huh. Yep. It's good that he comes clean, though. I mean, uh, why yeah, even delay like, it? Like, and then I uh, another reason for these tears, he could also be genuinely upset that he did indeed have a brother. And then, yeah. you know, never got to meet him and he was just there in New Mexico or wherever it was. Yeah. I think that messes with him a lot. Yeah. Because now there's no one left. Daddy's dead. And that's what gave him the idea. Yep. I mean, you could ask another question, like, could Henry have killed him, you know? Yeah. Could he have killed the brother to try to get this in? Forget how he says he dies, tuberculosis, I think. Which, you know, he could just be making up, I don't know. He doesn't seem like a killer. Yeah, that's a good point. You did say he's done a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying that's like a, a read people could have on it. But I think he's telling the truth here. I think everything yeah. is the truth. No, because how quick he was able to give himself away. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just all him coming clean. Yep. Right in the head, we get a headshot here. It's like brutal. Oof. Then he digs the grave. Pay attention to how... Um, Little he cares for the body as he's throwing him in the grave. Like, he oh, just doesn't yeah. care. It's like waste. It's like trash. So, dude, you. Oh, look my at God. Him. Look God. at those eyes. Boom. Boom. Oof. He studies uh, Eli a certain way after he hits him with the bowling pin, you know? He's like kind of studying him. Kind of like a hunter would watch to make sure, like, the animal they just shot is dying. I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's a very interesting good. death right here because someone just got shot right in the head mm-hmm. he's still moving and alive yeah that's not uncommon especially for low caliber pistols if that was like a 22 that you know there's been stories of people who've gotten shot in the head with 22s and lived so he could he there could be a little bit of a struggle which would have been uh a bad way to go 21 22 whatever it takes whatever it takes mr mom yes let's keep going <laughs> Uh, no, showing you how to dig it next time you need to dig a hole or grave just watch this just watch a good it. way to do it yeah use the pickaxe first chip away and then i feel like if you shovel. just want to watch how to do anything the proper way is just watch it is see figure out if ddl's ever done it in a movie and be like all right well this is the way you do it sex i don't think he's ever done that so you're gonna have a hard time figuring that one out <laughs> never in any movie um there was one you said when we were doing his uh, pod where it's like one of the rare moments you ever see ddl get down yeah, I'm sure it's in it's in something like oh yeah, uh, the unbearable lightness of being. Yeah, yeah, yeah that he was early down. in his career. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? 
<laughs> but you see what he did there? He just like cast the, he didn't even lay him down straight. He cast the foot aside. Like he just doesn't care about any of it. Did he do it? Good. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's like a long movie. I've seen it like twice. I don't think that's a part of his career that really ever interested him. There's a journal, yeah, and this sends him. It's that that sends him to tears, not the killing, not, not yeah. anything like that. Also interesting, telling that Bandy is very clearly aware that this dude has just killed someone and buried them right there. He even he kind of gives a nod over to like the grave, and still, yeah. you know, all you have to do is accept the blood, and I will give you the pipeline. Yeah, we never see him like this. This is the only time. Where he's so emotional. No, it sounds like HW. Kind of does. That's a good point. Even though they're not related. Just getting hammered. See, it's always, it's always, I mean, I guess I see it, but I always feel like if I'm in like that much of an emotional state, like that far in, drinking is just never going to do it. It's never going to be a good idea for it. Yeah, I mean... But if you're on your way to being a full-blown alcoholic, well, what's that from? That's a movie. He's one step away from being a full-blown alcoholic. Oh, my God. That is. What is that? Die Hard with the Vengeance. Ah, damn it. That was good. But, um, yeah, I, I love the way he plays this when he's woken up, you know, hungover, scared, or, or a little, like, off guard. Yeah. He goes, <gasps> he does not look good at all, you know? Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, look at him. What are you Gray, referring the to? Beard. Red eyes. One eye open. <laughs> but he tries to like he's maintain trying, he tries some so hard. professionalism. Yeah. Yep. He goes, that's absolutely right. This guy's great face. Look at that. <laughs> yep. I, yep. That's right. Yes. I saw him got a better suit. Nope. Ah, this was before, my friend. Oh, it's great. Oh, man, he just, he just got him dead to rights. But in here, we're going to learn. We've already learned so much about Daniel Plainview, but here it's like, okay, I'll go do this little song and dance. It's going to take a couple minutes, and then I get my pipeline. So yep. I'll do it. It's, you know, there's just no regard for <laughs> religion for anything. I love that he, like, sees through the hustle. Yep. I, just, I think it's so interesting that he, I believe, is aware that, like, you know, there's a recent grave, like, right next to him. Oh, I remember people kind of laughing every time I saw this in the theater. Like, there was a little chuckle because you know that's the worst thing he yeah, wants it's to the hear. Worst like, thing. It, it's, there's nothing worse than that. I have been. There it drilling? is. I'm the third. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just keep going. I'm not doing it. Oh, for what you've done. And that's what he's saying. Am I sitting up drilling? He's like, no.
<laughs> oh, what a great scene this is. It's like the Oscar clip scene coming up. Yeah. Of course, Abandon My Child. It's interesting that he was able Ooh. to take the gun off him, you know, while he was sleeping. And it's interesting that, like, you're willing to wipe away a murder. <laughs> like, yeah. You can all be forgiven. But all, I know you just killed this guy. But just go to the church of the third revelation and it'll all be okay. That's all you got to do. That's it. And you can't argue with that too if you're him too. You're like, well. I mean, he literally has me dead to rights here. Like, you know, this could be bad. So, all right, I'll just go do this. Whatever. What a day. Yeah. What a day this is going to (laughs) be. I would hope it wasn't the same day. He needs needs to work off that hangover, sleep it off. He definitely looks better clean shaven in the church and everything. I love that. Uh, Just holding on that, and, the, and his voiceover coming up because it's so perfect. It's a perfect way. You know, Eli's happier than that pig and shit. Oh here. yeah, this, this is, is where like this just, is it. He, he gets, gets his it. payback. Yep. I love how the slaps do absolutely nothing. The Daniel Plainview's like, oh, oh, okay, oh. But yeah, now he's oh, now he's in he's in command. He's in charge, and you can see like the the renovations have been done mm-hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. With no help from Mr. Plainview there. No thanks to Daniel Plainview. Uh, I love that, how he just doesn't... He's, like, so spaced out. I'll ask again. Yep. <laughs> like, he's so happy. Oh, yeah. He's he's perfect. Like, he's got a little swarm here, yep. too. I just... Uh, yep. I love it. Yes. And the liveries that he takes throughout it, too. Oh, God. This scene's just so good. What do you think a backslider is? I want to backslide. Oh, a backslider? Mm-hmm. That's um, that's like somebody who basically goes back on what they say, yeah. or yeah, like like that makes sense. Or not even need to go back on what they say, but if they've um, if they've done something better, or they something good, and then they backslide to reverting to a way a behavior or something that's not becoming of what they've reached. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I just love that they emphasize that. It's also one of my favorite names for a wrestling move. Oh, cool. It's a backslide. All right. All right. Learn more every day. Yeah. That DDL doesn't know that move. (laughs) The look he gives. Honestly, the look he gives Eli when he has to say, I've abandoned my child. Yep. It's to me, it's like. Uh, I'm going to fucking kill you someday. Yep. Like, yeah, that's I, exactly this, it. I, I'm not going to make it my sole mission in life, but if it just falls into my lap, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he, you know, he uses this tactic against Eli in the bowling alley. Like, yep. admit that you are a false part. They can't hear yep. you in the back. <laughs> Here it comes. Mm. Yeah, he means this too. It's not easy. Look at these veins in his forehead. Jesus. It's my name. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong movie. Yeah. yeah. That was from Molly's game, right? No. (laughs) It's from the crucible. I'm kidding. Give me the blood, Lord. <laughs> Let's get this over with. Ah, I love it. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> he's like amused. Yeah, it's like now, so now he's just completely. Yeah. The way he like shakes off the water. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's a good question. You know, coming up when all this is done, he's going to shake his hand and say something to him. And Eli gives a little smile. What in the world do you think is communicated there? Um, I have to watch it. Yeah, because he does a little smile that almost to me seems like he's trying to be polite for the other attendees. But then yeah. he goes, he kind of goes back to like, oh, that was. <laughs> but I love that we don't know. I love that they don't show us. <laughs> There's a point. <laughs> yep, that's, that's, you got it, buddy. That's yep. all he wanted. Trouble with the knee, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah watch here. I've always wondered because there's a little smile, but then he reverts very quickly and like head down. I don't know. And he's I, so I, like still look at him. He doesn't yeah. want any attention. Like that's so rare for I, Eli. I think it was actually probably something that Eli would have wanted to hear. I don't know what it could be. Like maybe like thank you for all that you've done, or like maybe it could be that, and that's why they don't let us hear it because yeah, they, we, they, you know, he never gives him praise or because he, he's going along with everything here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's enough. enough now. It's enough praise for this man. And I love the way Mary just comes up behind him. I think he really cares about her. You know. I've always thought that. Well, he seems to have in a like a somewhat to he has a an allowance or a toleration for children. Yeah, that's it's an interesting point because he he does. And yeah. it's like I don't know, maybe there's something about their innocence that he likes. Yeah, this this was a scene I referenced a while ago that sound-wise was so important to me because we're so far away from hw and daniel when hw comes back it's like how do they do that how do they get that sound that does me good it's a big fuck you from hw no that's still gonna make me laugh i'm always gonna think of that now he knew henry wasn't his uncle this is for a lot of things yeah <laughs> but all one shot here and yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that his knees like kind of getting worse yep, as the movie yep. goes on, which it could not have been easy because you know they film movies out of order, so he would have to track all that oh, as he's going. He's a master tracker. Yes, he is. That does me good. Oh, I love this. Also, want to give huge shout out to HW's fighting skills, which we're going to be privy to because he he connects with a strong right, strong right hook. And then immediately goes for two body shots, like on a grown man. It's awesome. Like two body shot uppercuts. Yeah. Kid's got talent. He's and got like, a future. Like you <laughs> I love how far away That's it what is. I mean. I love that. And I, I remember thinking, like, how did they get that sound? And then doing all this research of different microphones you can use. I mean, of course, you could ADR this and do it later. But I wonder if DDL is big into the ADR. Something would tell me not. That's when you, you know, record lines of dialogue because something happened on the day. So you come later after the edit's done. Are you telling me that or are you telling the people? I'm that? telling the people that. I know you know that. We've done it on the movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep, now he, that's all he cares about. It's the pipeline. i to share it with you, son. Yep. This is ours. It always has been. But... Maybe it's all been one shot, too. Like, since we got yep. into this, it's all been one shot. It's incredible. So, like, bright and desaturated. The color palette is really, really cool in this. 
because sometimes it can be a little more colorful, but you just feel like the heat and the white. I like this. All right, watch this. Boom. It's yeah. going to get a right hook and then two body shots. I mean, I don't think yeah, they're, they're pretty effective. Yeah. Oh, God. That's just... I love you, son. It's the only time he says it. Watch this. Decent hit. Body. Body. Then yeah, go for the face wants, game. He's got he a little combination. Got a four combination. Yeah, yeah he's like proving he's his like, point. That's it. That's yeah, it. That's it. That's that was you, you. I'll give you that one. Yep. I'll give you those. That's cool. But then, how long do you think he was gone? Well, they stopped giving years. Yeah, they. I mean, um, they give years when we get to Little Boston in 1911, I believe, and then and and then it's 1922. But if when we're going married. by the timeline that the movie is giving us. Mm-hmm. This must all be within the year. The or, whole movie? No. no. Well, everything that's been going on. Why? Because the movie is very specific about the timeline of when things are happening. And because we have not really moved on from 1911, they've not given us another year. I see what you're saying. So you're saying he, he's basically, once we're introduced to a new year, he's keeping a tight narrative from yeah. there. And just, okay, I can yeah. feel that. I've, I, oddly enough, because I always think about these things, I've never... I've never thought much about that in relation to this movie, but that's, yeah, I could see that. And I could I definitely see, some time is passing though, because it would take, oh, it would yeah, take yeah, time yeah. to dig, you know, drill. And then he, there's three barracks, but you know, like this restaurant probably wasn't even here before Daniel Plainview came to town. They probably didn't even have this, like a bar. Do we, do we ever get any other timestamps for years as the movie? I think we do. Yeah. One more when HW is getting married to Mary yeah, and yeah. I believe it's 1922. So, and that's the last one. Okay. So that's, yeah. so that if even by that measure, that's within 10 years. So either this is all happening in the same year or this is all happening in the span of 10 years. I think, I think, some, I think it's fair to look at it as both. If we are doing yeah. it as 10 years covering, H.W. would age a lot. H.W. Even, would you know, age so a lot, yeah. I think he was probably in San Francisco a couple months, maybe a year yeah, or something, exactly. something like that. A summer. Which would not have been difficult to... Oh, God. It's so rude to do. Look at him. Look at the way that Tilford's playing it. He's like enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And again, great. like watching the decision be made right here, mm-hmm. like he's sitting with his anger. I love this. We've ordered our go. drinks before those, gentlemen. I believe we've ordered drinks yeah. before these people. <laughs> yeah, the napkin over the head is, mm-hmm. oh, God. I also enjoy how he seems to be. I love the paper. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Yeah, the paper in the foreground. Yeah, it's perfect. Because it's like connecting us to that table. Yeah. It's connect. Like, this yep. is where he's going to go. So, yeah. See, like he's muttering to himself. <laughs> I love how he, when this scene started, he didn't really seem like properly drunk. But then by the time he's addressing Tilford, he does seem really drunk. I just like mm-hmm. that, that whether he's kind of playing up his drunkenness and he's not really, or I don't know, maybe had a few before he came in. Now it's just hitting him. Oh, Look at and that the distinct. shot that he just took. Yep. I love that on the chair hit. God. You definitely know Tilford's afraid of this dude. 
wonder how other people view Daniel Plainview. We never really hear anyone talking about him except mm-hmm. when Eli's saying, you know, you let this man here when he's saying it to Abel. Do people like, like him? To, they're like, is he a good boss? Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> Can you, right? Yeah, you know, no. like, I don't know. Must be hard. I mean, he sees the worst in people, so it'd be pretty tough to make friends. Excuse me, gentlemen. Excuse him, gentlemen. He's got poor HW. He's probably so damn confused. There's a great like uh, outtake. It's very very fast. I believe it's even on the Blu-ray. Oh yeah, DVD of them yep. of him kind of breaking in this scene when mm-hmm. they're sitting at the table and he starts to laugh. DDL, I mean, it's very very quick. Very very yeah. Yes, you do. what I was going to do. Loves this. He takes their drink. Is this DDL's best performance? I know we talked about this before, but... It is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah, I mean... I, thank God. Yeah. I mean, I remember the Oscars very well this year. No one else was ever, ever mentioned. It was just going to be him. It was going to be his second Oscar. And it was just... It was great. Kind of... it. The shame was that the Oscar narrative became all about Daniel Day-Lewis. And, it, you know, this movie was not seriously in the running for picture, director, or screenplay. I can tell you all that now. Honestly, it just wasn't. It was always going to be no country in the Coens. And that's, you know, we've litigated this so much. It would have been great if there would be blood to get one of them. Yeah, this this is a this performance goes down. It's in my top five. Yeah, it's so good. Every performance I've ever seen. Any performance I've ever seen. Yeah. His embodiment of it. And then uh, this is a great little final look. <laughs> he seems almost like, wow, he's leaving. Okay. Yeah. Like there's, that, there's a little bit of like, uh, all right. Well, no more big challenge. All right. all right. I guess that was that. All I needed to do was take that blood. <laughs> <laughs> he's going on a mission. And the thing is, though, like he's not happy. I don't think he's ever happy. No, no he's I mean, never happy. Laugh, but he's, he's happy at the prospect of being rich. Like, he's happy when he finds that oil with HW. He's yep. happy when the well bursts. Like, all that stuff. Happy building the pipeline. But it's, it's all leading. It's all fueling his greed. Maybe that shot right there is finally, like, the sunlight on your face. Well, that's, that's one of my favorite shots of, yep. of the movie. Just him. I don't know. The way that's composed and the lighting is really, really, really strong. Like, maybe I finally crossed... To the other side where the things are actually going to get good. And they don't. Or at least, I don't know. Who knows what happens in the, in the subsequent time between. Yep. I love this so much just watching Mary trying to learn. It's a great, great hard cut too. When, you know, they, they're just playing and jumping off that little porch. And then we just cut right to her hands as an adult. I love it. She looks familiar. Did she grow up to be anybody? Like I could I'm see. sure she grew up to be someone, like a human being. I don't know if she still acts. <laughs> God, Jesus. Well, you know, no, I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, well. You turned out ugly, and now you, and probably, no now you said the same that. thing about her. How dare you? You are, are you? saying. Mean, mean person. Disaster. <laughs> Boop. That, I love that. It's a great cut. You know, he's crossfaded a lot of times in the movie, and that was just a nice, hard 
Cut. Looks, and then, that, that's a perfect like actor. And also, like I remember th- seeing this for the first time and going, "Oh, whoa, we just okay, we, we jumped is, like eleven, jump time. ten, eleven years. Like, okay, what the hell? Oh, yeah, 27. I was wrong. So it's okay. twenty-seven. Okay, like what the hell are we about to get into? And I, I remember being like on the edge of my seat. Like, so this is apparently the Doheny House oh, where they film okay. all this, the the bowling stuff. Like that. I don't know if that is actually it on the outside, but in the inside, it it is, which is. You know, wild. Yeah, this is a great that he holds this shot for God, so long so as a nice Kubrick. bit of fore, foreshadowing. So Kubrick. All of this. Here is he is. <laughs> God, I love this. Complete lunacy. Yeah, lunacy. Just wasted, like shooting what looks like expensive things. Yep. Yeah. I love that, uh, you know, Fletcher's gone. Lord knows why he left. What led to that? Yep. And we don't need to know, but I think uh, we can it, gather. That's what I mean. Yep. yep. And it was also a great time cut right there too by it not being through daniel playing view's yeah, point of view yeah very true it's so much cooler to introduce him you know give it a few seconds and introduce him this way ambulance going by what if it just stayed there for the rest of the movie oh my <laughs> like, god just crowds the crowds the legs we apologize dalmatian don't hit any of that glass buddy Imagine the dog being like, oh, God, my person is just a fucking psychopath. Yeah. The old guy who helps out, he's nice, but yeah, he's a, t- he's a complete loon. And this is, you know, this is, what was it all about? What was it all for? You, yeah. you got the money. I imagine you're richer than hell. Maybe this is similar to like that house he was describing, you know, with it to his yep. brother, quote unquote. And, and what's even crazier about all of this is like based off of what we saw before the time cut is like it looked like things were actually going pretty well between HW and Plainview. Like he was back with yeah, them. Yeah. Learning, you mm-hmm. know, like he it seemed like he had. But they almost cut out when things are like starting to get a little good. Like yeah. his enemies leaving, his yep. son's back. The son on the, the, yeah. son the face. Yeah, son on the face. It's all HW's getting shacked up with Mary there. Like things are going well. And of course we can't see that because yeah. this is a... It's a, I don't know, what the hell you would call this? A PTA movie. Psycho, it's a psychotic tragedy in some it's sort. A psychotic tragedy. And that, that was the shot that made us realize there's another person in the room. Yep. So it's back to that kind of like the revealing. The blues and the yellows in this. He's really good about having two colors on screen often. Like there'll be some yellow or blue usually Oof. in each frame. Oh, God, he's so mean oh, here. My God, like what happened in between this? Yeah, because it's got to be more than this makes you my competitor. Yeah. Like, it's not, there's, yeah, there's just a growing disdain. But he's like, yeah, tell me where you've been. You see, God, look at that disdain. Yeah, like, it's like this, you, are, you are a waste. That's how he's looking at that guy. Yeah, it's perfect. Cigarette holder. He looks like hell. This poor translator, like God, this yeah. So we put in such a tough position. He has to translate this really nasty stuff between father and son, all because daddy here won't learn sign language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, refused. <laughs> never. Yeah, he's n- clearly never committed any time at all to learning it. <laughs> oh boy. This is it. This is the breaking point. Everything comes crashing down and he's done with the lie. He's got enough money. 
it's interesting that he, you know, followed in Daniel's mm-hmm. footsteps doing drilling. Well, it's the only thing he ever knew. Right, right. Yeah. Just a growl. Oh, God. It's pure evil in that mm-hmm. eye. Because all you can see is the one eye. <sighs> Oof. And that's it. Once you're going to try to yeah. go up against me, I'm going to throw, throw the truth in your face. Almost what's even like sadder is how that HW says like good. Like this makes me I'm so glad that I'm not, you know, related to you. Ugh. That's so good. Yeah. Woof, woof, woof. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, he's really turned a corner here into like just full on mania. He's nuts. That's a great shot. Like, it's always so sad to me. That wasn't so hard. Get a dick. Mm. There it is. Got to. Oh my god. Yep. You're killing the business, you're hurting me, so yep. Oof. there it is. Yep. The hammer's thrown down. But just in seeing this actor receive this information, like imagine this. This yeah. is all like putting it all together. And then landing on good. This is good news to me. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear that word? Or translator. Anything to say about this scene? Kind of just watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I got so caught up in it. Like, yeah. It's just, oh, it, it's, it's devastating. There's back to this blood thing. Like it, you, Daniel Plainview, you can know someone if you're not related to them. Like yeah. it's okay. But, but nope. But the thing is, like, but it also gives a little truth. Like he's not um, a, a basket because, like, he, he had the father. Like he mm-hmm. just, his father just died. Right. Right. So and this he's not is explaining just a very, very, that. Yeah. Very mean, mean euphemism. Right. I mean, he's just throwing it right in his face. You were just a sweet yep. face to buy land. Oof. I didn't expect this like the first time I saw it I didn't know this would be resolved in this way no and I I, and then I just remember watching this and going is this is this how it ends like you're a bastard in a basket no you just you can't see the bowling alley scene coming and yeah the awesome power but genuinely one of the best things PTA has ever put on film and really cool to kind of go back to that one medium shot of hw mm-hmm. because like like we we got so close like we started off that way and then we pull in closer and closer but now we're kind of exiting yeah. the scene 
So we're removing how close we are by pulling farther away. Right. Yeah. Detaching ourselves a yeah. little bit because they are clearly feeling a separation between yep. them. Yeah. It's all like this stuff has, it's very, very thought out. Like mm-hmm. the cameras don't just, lights just don't go up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't just cut if from that close up <laughs> right. to, a, to a medium without you trying to ex- ex- express something. Yeah. Hey, at least you can't hear him yelling this. It's got to be some consolation. I don't know. Yeah, a lot. So much. <laughs> <laughs> the only time since he's been deaf, he was glad he couldn't hear something. The first time in my life, I'm glad I'm deaf. Yeah. I can't hear, hear the booze. Do you know what that's from? No. Oh, man. I got you again. Van Wilder. I, I, don't, I don't watch these fucking movies. I've seen that movie like what? once. Van Wilder's amazing. Your references are yeah, lame. We're, we're going deep today. Oh, this is such a great little... Yeah, the movie never does this before or again, just this little flash of kind of happiness, but not necessarily like overt happiness. You, you know, know, he just fakes punching him in the gut and then hits his head. But this is clearly when HW could still hear and everything was okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're building that first well. Yeah. This is early yeah. on. Where did it all go? Talk about DDL's posture. Just looking at him going down these stairs in this next shot. Like the dude is. Look at him. I yeah. mean, he's like hardly able to stand. Like, ah. Uh. And then what's great is that Paul Dano comes back as like a complete, he's a completely different person. Yeah. He's drinking now. He, it, it's, it's always been curious to me how there's some emphasis put on. He is very good looking when they're talking about, you know, yeah. the guy he knows. I'm like, hmm, that's, that's could be telling. And he's, he's clearly made some bad decisions because he's lost all of his money. He's dressed very sharply, but it feels like uh, showmany, like insincere, the big cross. I don't know. Yeah. You can well, he's trying this. to say something with the way that he looks. Mm-hmm. Look at that, his feet right by his head. Yeah. The hair is all, you know, nice and proper. It was in it. It, it definitely, it defied like all my expectations about where this was going to go. And then I've, I know I've talked about this before, but seeing this movie for the first time in the theater will always be one of my most memorable movie watching experiences because my, I could feel my pulse. It was like slow and it, it was like going with the tension of the movie. It was yeah. beating, beating, beating. And then by the end, I was like, just felt like I'd been in a damn fight. It was yeah. oh, so intense. This is a long scene that goes by fast though. Like there's, you know, there's still a decent chunk of the movie left and it, we're just in here. We, we are not going to leave here for the rest of the movie. It's amazing. And to pull that off, it's, yeah, yep. it's very, very difficult. New setting. Like we just had this huge time jump. I'll make us a drink. I like that he makes three drinks. Like, why do you make three? Oh, because yeah, Daniel's going to need two. And he, he, retur- he rejects them, which is great because he's about to take a nip off his flask here. After, of course, he just hits himself in the back of the head twice. He, he, <laughs> Must be hungover as shit. Like, look at like look at the dance. Like, yeah. Just like Dan trying to shuffle. get himself. Yeah. He's like an animal. Like he's eating steak that's been on a plate on the ground. Like, ugh. well, I mean, this is like. I mean, you're talking about like uh, full blown alcoholic, right? Oh, yes. I mean, oh yes. In order to just even function for whatever needs to happen now, he needs alcohol. Yeah, he needs a little toot for sure. Oh my god. trying to like correct himself i love that the limp so bad now 
And like you think about too, like how did he have to? Where did he have to get to to fall asleep in the middle of a bowling alley? Yeah, I, well, I mean, when we see him going down the stairs, that's leading to the bowling alley. Yeah. But then, yeah, like who makes that decision? Like I'm just gonna go here, like in the yeah, middle of like lanes, like over the gutter. I'm just gonna lay my body. Exactly. Like when you're PTA, it's sort of like, all right, well, we know that he passes out, but where is he gonna pass out in the middle of the bowling alley? Why yeah, the middle. Why not? <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, it's kind of hinting we're going to be there. We're going to go up and down. Yep, like yep. chugs this whole water. And we're going to go up and down those that bowling alley. Those lanes. <sighs> so this, what we're about to see begs the question, like, does Eli, does he actually have this firm commitment and faith in God if he's willing to betray his God with words so easily at just at the hint of money. I don't know. It doesn't I, seem like a very moral thing to do or a religious thing to do. It, it, no, I think, I think that's, I think, ah, it's, it's a great question. I never question his, his uh, faith, mm-hmm. but when you're backed up against the corner, I mean, that's how I always took it. Like, no, he, I think he, that's fair. He's, he's willing to do what, what, Daniel Plainview had to do when he came to the church. Mm-hmm. He needed to do this for a pipeline, right. so he's going to do that. And I feel like this is Eli's turn. I'll say whatever you say because you can see how he doesn't want to. He says, "Like, tell me you're a false prophet and God is a superstition." Yeah, and it takes him. He has to like build it up and yep. build it up. Yeah, yep. just like I abandoned my child. Yeah, yep. it's. <laughs> he's very good looking. I don't know. It's in- I always found that curious. A lot of yeah. a little extra emphasis on that. Yeah, like what does that mean? Any, I mean, he even admits up here that God, he's testing me in all these ways. Yeah, and I don't know, like what to do. <laughs> Plainview doesn't give a shit about any of it no. too. He's just thinking about how to, you know, yep. how can I embarrass him? How can I enjoy demean this, him? Enjoy this meal while. You need something from me. That's right. That's right. This <laughs> has mm-hmm. been like however many years later, maybe 15. And I mean, you think that, I don't know. It's so funny to me that he's putting all of his stock for this grand plan to get money on like a, an issue that was resolved 15 years ago. You know, he's like, those areas have been drilled. Like I, I yep. did all that. Duh. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and have been. <laughs> and then here's the, there, that's the kicker in the cut. Yeah. the superstition. Looks like the drink. I wonder if Eli and Mary ever talk. Or if Eli's pissed at like, you married, you know, HW. Yeah, HW seems like a good guy though. Oh yeah, he's the best. <laughs> you gotta wonder, like, is he thinking murder right now? Is he thinking I'm gonna do it? It, I, I don't know, or is it just? I love that. That's only fair. I think he's, he's enjoying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like relishing yep. in it. And yep. then what gets him, he builds up his anger, you know, don't bully me. And then it's on. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. There's so many great lines of dialogue here. I mean, obviously, I drink your milkshake is so, it's oh, like yeah. iconic, but you're the afterbirth. Like, that's, yeah. oh, it's so mean. <laughs> Can't hear in the back. Uh. Yep, takes that drink. Oh, he needs it. He goes, God failed to alert me of the panic in our economy. It's so funny when he <laughs> says that. I'm like, okay, man. Uh -huh. I mean, his, his line of those areas have been drilled, that just like hammers yep. home in the defeat on Eli's face. Oh. <laughs> Paul Dano's talked a little bit about filming this, and it was, it was a little tense in the room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> bowling balls, bowling pins flying around. It must have been, wow, it must have been so, to, like, capture this. <laughs> and, like, that cut Fuck right to it, that close-up. Yep, that was, that's the first time we went in for the close. Yep. yep. <laughs> he goes, no, you don't understand. Do you understand? Drain is Eli. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, he just, he keeps on going. Again, we talked about this so long ago now at this point, but that, now he's going to bring up Paul. And like, I gave him, I think he says $5,000, which he did not. And yeah. I just, I love that. And then how um, angry that upsets Eli. <laughs> <laughs> You can sit down. <laughs> just get God, out. It's just so fucking good. Eli should just be running. Daniel Plainview can't run. Can't catch oh, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. You got to play to your strengths here, Eli. I would just run. <laughs> He'd probably uh, let him at this point. Well, I mean, he wouldn't be able to do anything about yeah. it. You know, he's not going to be able to catch him. If he just like, ran yeah, and went yeah, up, yep, went up the stairs. I to get from you. <laughs> so devastated. I can't believe you made me say that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> See that? It, yeah. Interesting. I wonder what's there. I don't know. Yeah. If you if you mix that with, he is very good looking. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's, I think there's something there. It, it very well could be. It'd be actually be a great. That would be my question if I ever met Paul Dano. Be like, so never we blood. Let me talk about this. What was your preparation for that? Yeah, what was your sin? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love that. If there's one thing Daniel Plainview hates, it's a sniveling ass. Yep. Crying, sniveling ass. <laughs> I won't bore you. Oh, God. Daniel's really going for it here, though. Like, oh, he's, yeah, he's so, so good, good at this. Yeah, he is. Like, you believe, yep. you really believe this character. And, like, we, I know, I just know exactly who the guy is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here he goes. Now he's pissed. You're just a fool. 
Yeah, now he's now he's trying to rile him up. Yep. I broke you and I beat you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's so good. Yeah, see, I, he's just messing with him. Yep. 10,000. 10, five. My mistake. 10. <laughs> I wonder if this is true, though. I don't know. I, I don't know. It oh. sounds so like his, his stock line, you know? Yeah. Two barrels. <laughs> Afterbirth. Oh, oh, boy. Oh. God, it's just such good fucking dialogue. It totally is, and the way he decides to lose it yeah. over certain words, you know, drainage. He, he plays with the language yeah. so oh, well. Oh, yeah. Someone of Bandy's sows. God, they had to have, I, I don't know, at some point, at what point did they know, like, that we have, like, we're making an iconic scene with iconic, you know, like, at what point do you realize that and you just look at it? This is the thing people reference most about this movie. Yeah, when it came out, line. everyone talked about this. Yeah. And it's a stupid thing to say, <laughs> it's too. So it's, it's so stupid. It's so dumb, stupid. It's That's what makes thing. it so funny. Yep. I drink it up. Here we go. Just totally an unhinged character by an actor totally in control. Oh, that even his yep. scream. I, I love this little dance. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, he's... I am the... Th I wonder if he planned to hit the bucket to go on the camera or if it was just a... Oh, good I luck. think it had to be luck. You can't, I don't think you could probably plan for something this good. Bam. Yeah. Maybe Dan, maybe DDL's an expert bowler. <laughs> he practiced for like two years to get that. Look at him. God. And these low angles. Yep. I love of him. And he's always kept to like the side. Maybe that's when he says uh, to him in the, in the church, he said, I told you I would eat you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I would eat you. That first pin he just like threw against the wall, but you better run. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh. That's it. That's it. Oh. oh. Look at that camera slowly yeah. still moving, pushing in. I'm so glad they didn't show this. Like you see the aftermath of it, but I'm so glad they didn't show it actually going in. Oh, yeah. God. It, it's just, yeah. I you think don't need it. You don't need it. Oh. His footsteps in the blood, like he just has no regard for it. And there it is the blood that we were promised. And I genuinely have like no idea what, what happens after this. Like, does he get, does he have enough money just to get rid of this body? And you know, no one asks questions and it's, it's done. And then yeah. he just lives the rest of his days. Does I, I genuinely, I cannot imagine him getting in trouble for this. I just, I've never had that in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I've never even thought about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's what it be. This guy's great too, Mister Daniel. Mister Daniel, his slippers, like real shit that I've seen. Yeah, he's not even like surprised. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's just confused. Like, is this kind of night? Is this going to be for me? Yeah. And then, then here it's we like, go. Final gonna, line delivery. It's a perfect. It's end absolutely line perfect. Then we bring up the music. 
And I feel like that's PTA. Yep, that's PTA. When I heard that music startup, I got I'm getting chills now. Yep. But in the theater, I was like, "Oh my god!" I've just I just watched a masterpiece. That yep. is insane. And that was there will be. Blood. And it's not even that's on the nose, but it's mm-hmm. not even as on like it, it's 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 a much better line. You're trying to communicate the same thing that I feel like Quentin did with Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, like, yeah, this might be masterpiece. my masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm finished. I mean, so many different things. Yep. Like it, it just, yeah, that's what's so great. Ah, oh, Sinclair. Yeah, it's based very, very loosely on oil. It's, I mean, kind of the. There's a bit of that opening speech, like, ladies and gentlemen, I traveled over half our state, but there's, a, I don't know. I've never read all of oil, but I've read. I read like the first two chapters because that's what I heard. Um, it was mostly based on. I love this, and we just get to play it out with everyone. Um, do you know PTA ends every movie? I think the last thing you frame of all of his movies are um, a dedication. Do you know? Oh, that? no, I don't think I know nah. that. Yeah, so Licorice Pizza was dedicated to Robert Downey Sr. Um, oh, I did see that. I remember seeing that. Yeah, a, a true prince or a prince or something like that. Um, Phantom Thread, I'm not sure, but this is dedicated to Phantom Thread might be whenever Jonathan, De, Jonathan Demi died, who was incredibly oh. important to him, the next film after that was dedicated to him and robert altman was always one of pta's favorite directors and he died i believe it's 2006 or it could have even been in 2007 so the very last thing we've seen in these credits is for robert altman wow. and he holds it for like a long time it's like 10 20 seconds almost but these credits take forever so i don't know if we'll make it the whole way <laughs> that was great though that was a lot of fun wasn't that it is awesome. it's just fun to watch the movies this way i mean this is like you know, we picked this one because, I don't know, it just kind of spoke to us. And I'm like, why not? We've talked about There Will Be Blood a lot on the podcast, but it, I don't know, it still felt appropriate. Well, it, it, it deserved a full, I think, it, I, think, I think it's a good enough movie to where we, we, we're very picky about our commentaries. Right. But I right. think this is one where it's like, no, nah, let's just go into it. Mm-hmm. Let's just do a whole thing on this. It is really crazy how fast it goes when we're doing this, though. It, like, yeah, it just, it's it wild. It cruises by. God, I love that movie. How many times do you think you've seen it? I've seen it quite a bit. Yeah. I would say I've seen this movie in the double digits. Nice. Or if not, like, uh, this was number nine. Yeah, I've, I've de- I'm definitely in the double digits with it, but I'm like a lunatic and I'll just rewatch stuff I love. It's I did a- one of those posts, like, 70 things I love about There Will Be Blood that no one talks about. So when I, you know, on my blog, so when I do one of those, I have to, like, you really have to sit there and pay attention. And I, I can- that's why I can't do them anymore because my blog the way it handles pictures is just like terrible and they were all picture based so would you say that there's is, is there a movie that you've seen in the triple digits uh jesus christ um if i'm being a hundred percent honest like i don't know about start to finish necessarily but scream pulp fiction and shame pulp fiction would be in the triple digits there's no question if, if i like do the math i've watched that movie at least like three times a year since, I don't know, 95, tw- two or three times a year. And that's not enough to get into triple digits, at least not yet. Let's carry the um, three. And- <laughs> but, uh, but then like just checking out a scene here or there, like a large chunk of it, like yeah, I would yeah. rewatch Shame a lot when I was editing my movies. And it, I may not watch like every, you know, all hour and 41 minutes, but yeah, like Scream just as a kid, I would just put it on repeat like all the time. Yeah. All the time. Damn near broke the VHS. When I had the VHS, I was watching it all the time. I love that movie. VHS, for anyone who doesn't know, was a machine <laughs> that played tapes. Well, no, that was the VCR. VHS oh, was, uh, was, the, it was, it was the It was the, the cassette. Yeah, was that, the was the, that was what the movie was on. 
God, those fucking things. We all thought they'd be around forever. Everyone just yeah. had VHS, just had a shitload. How pissed you'd be when you'd get a blockbuster tape and it wasn't rewound? Oh, I would be pissed when they just wouldn't work. Sometimes oh, you'd yeah, come home and they just work. like wouldn't work and you, you know, you I live so far. I I couldn't because I live so far. So like it was, it was just one trip. But no, I mean, Blockbuster, I mean, I'd go in there, I'd rent three or four on a Friday and that yeah. was my weekend. Like yeah. I was totally fine with that. Did that all growing up. Yeah, that was me too. But I didn't like when you're young, you don't like have a lot of your own money to buy movies. But like a yeah. lot of the early, I definitely bought Pulp and Scream like as soon as I could just right away and watch them all the time. And those are movies that I've had on like every possible version, VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, for whatever. re-releasing Pulp in a 4K, so I don't have to get that, Jesus. For whatever reason, I remember early on in my DVD collection, I remember The Patriot was one of the very first movies I ever owned on DVD. The first movie I ever owned on DVD was Arlington Road Ooh. with Tim Robbins and Jeff Bridges. Bridges. It's a good one. It's a creepy. It but yeah, I don't... I don't know. That was just the first one. My second was Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like, okay. No, no, that wasn't even out yet when I bought the yeah, DVD. Yeah. yeah. I, Arlington Road. I remember watching that movie and I remember just thinking, Jeff Bridges, I was like, wow, this is, this is really what paranoia is like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good paranoid thriller. Like, no one talks about it. Good DC movie. DC? Well, Arlington is in, it's a suburb of D.C. Oh. And they're they're all about like terrorist, I think they blow up the FBI building. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Yeah, that's the FBI building. That's in the FBI building, downtown D.C. Can't do that anymore. Blow up buildings? No. No, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't attempt it. It doesn't go well. in movies, like, I don't think you could blow up something like a, well, you probably could. They They do that shit in like the gray, man. They blow up big things all the time. People still do it. It's, I don't know. Just stop yelling at me. Oh, no, I'm not. I wasn't yelling at you. I'm pissed (laughs) at like the thing that like it can still happen in these like bad movies. Yeah, see, they're crediting Johnny Greenwood as having like he did other, that is the one. So that's Avro part. I don't know. I'm. Of course, didn't say that, so I don't think it's Brahms. Maybe it is Brahms. There's a power in the blood. Yeah, he's going to dedicate it. The first dedication is to his family, his wife and his children, and then to Robert De- Robert De Niro, to Robert Altman. And it's cool because the music, like, you'll see it really cues up. Well, I bet it's a little, a little extra love to his mentor. All right, well, then I guess we should finish. What's your favorite Robert Altman movie? Um, Man. I always like McCabe and Mrs. Miller, The Long Goodbye, Three Women is really good. Uh, probably The Player, honestly. Oh, wow. I love The Player. I love that movie. Nashville's not even going to come in there, huh? I like Nashville. Nashville is a choice to put Nashville on. Like that thing, no is. one else could have made that but him. It's just, it's so long. There's no plot. And I've only seen it once, which probably isn't oh, fair. Yeah. But yeah, I've only seen it once. I think The Player is just hysterical. There it is. Uh. Thank you, everyone, for listening (laughs) and happy watching. Maybe watch along with us and we appreciate it. Bye bye now. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostal.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. Send us mailbag questions at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. Next time, we're going to the theater for Magic Mike's Last Dance. You better believe it. Watch the first two on HBO, go see Last Dance in the theater, then listen to our episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.